easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The Audio Vault on 941 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up, wake me up. Wake up, wake up, wake me up. Oh, wake me up, wake up. Rob Thompson. Do not believe the other way in transition to the back. Oh. With a left hand oh. slam. I want some rafting. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Wake up and stop yawning. It is R&R in the morning. I'll be the captain. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. I'll be the captain of this ship for the last show of 2023 right here on San Antonio Sports Star. As the Blitz is off today and tomorrow, we're off tomorrow. So Pledge is in with me. Rob has started his vacation. I don't know when Rob is back. Thursday? Thursday. Rob will be back next Thursday. So you got to put up with me until then. That's fine, man. I love doing the. Sh- I actually love doing the show with Pledge. It's a different type of energy. He and I, we don't know how to act when the sub. You know, I'm like the substitute. I'm just rolling in the TV. We're gonna watch movies until Rob gets back. I love movie day. I love movie day. Who didn't love movie day? Ryan, Ryan, our DH, the designated hitter, our digital hero. He's in here. I don't know. Ryan may be a little bit too young. I don't know if he ever got the. The TV rolled in for movie day when he rolled was in on that. Massive yeah, I don't computer. know. Yeah, yeah. See, we had the big <laughs> ass block TV. You know what I mean? So we just rolling in the TV today. So, yeah, it's just pledging I until next Thursday. Well, off tomorrow as the blitz is off today and tomorrow because of bowl games here on San Antonio Sports Star. The first one's going to be Rutgers versus Miami. That's at two o'clock. We got NC State versus Kansas State. And also tonight we got the Valero Alamo Bowl, Arizona versus Oklahoma. So a lot of games, and you can catch them all right here on San Antonio Sports Star, if I'm not mistaken. Nothing you can. On, nothing on KZDC, right? Uh, th- yeah, I think we're simulcasting on both, right? Oh, okay. Am I? Am I- you might be. Hey, that's this. That's your work. I got a piece of paper uh, yeah, right that's here. That's your neck of the woods. Thursday the 28th. Okay. Looks like they're all. And then we got Thursday night football also, don't we? Not here on this. Oh, that's why it's not simulcast. Right, because we've got Thursday night football. So, 
Anyway, yeah, this is the last show of the year. So at 830, we're going to take a look back at everything that happened. We'll try not everything, but some some landmarks that happened in 2023. Some stuff that I even forgot about. You know, as the year goes, you forget about some things. So I think it's only right that we look back throughout this year, some crazy things that happened in our sports world. And, you know, one of them being May 16th. Yeah. <laughs> May 16th. Wait, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? May 16th, the NBA draft lottery. Definitely a. RuPub uh, goes viral? Yeah, the RuPub went viral, viral. So it's a lot of things that happen, not just Wimby coming to the great city of ours. So at 8 30, we'll do our sports year in review. And. As our man What's Freddie up? Coleman says, we're going to bring some memory to your memory about the Yeah, year. let's bring some memory to your memory. Um, somebody said something about my, Who was that? Carlos? I don't know who it was. But who said something about my I think Jack? it was Carlos talking about yeah, you. Yeah, Carlos Give me said, two seconds. Got it. Yeah, he said, Rudy, love you, man, but that jacket is a little feminine. I'm in touch with my feminine side. I got three daughters, two sisters, a wife, and a mama. <laughs> Miss Becky <laughs> says it's fashionable. Yeah, I mean, I, man, I do this, man. I, if there's one thing I can do is I can put this stuff on. And I wanted to say a different word. If it was a podcast, I would have cussed. <laughs> if there's one thing I can do, I can put it. I can put these fits together. But no, nah, this ain't no fit. That's I, just cold. I like it. I like my jacket. If you don't, if you don't, if you want to know what my jacket looks like, go to our YouTube it page. It puts a little pizzazz yeah, on your Canadian you know tuxedo. I mean? Like, comment, <laughs> and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're, we're graded on it. As you know I, what a Canadian tuxedo is? What is it? It's all denim. Oh, really? Yeah. Why is it Canadian? We like denim in America. Why do they get that? Because that's what it's always we're, been known. We're as. the cowboys. We 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 yeah, but we invented denim. What what does Canada yeah, have to do with denim? denim? We wear denim on the lower half. Oh, okay. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And as you can see, I'm party in the front and party in the back. Got a freshly got a fresh huh. cut. Got a fresh cut for the got new year. Got some parties this weekend, right? No, man. What? So so Thanksgiving we go to my family, and Christmas we go with my in laws. Mm-hmm. New Year's New Year is kind of like sometimes we do something with the family, sometimes we don't. This year I don't know what we're doing. Nobody in her family has said anything. My family is all out of town, so we may take it easy. See, I thought you freshened up for the New Year's parties. Nah, man, I just I just freshened up because every now and then, man, you just got to get your energy right. I feel you. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just got to clean up just to clean up, man, you know? Can't just have, you know, can't it ain't all on the wife. You know, you want your wife looking good sometimes, so you got to look good, too. I know, I know you love me, Carlos. I know. I know, man. It's all good. I can take a joke. Thank you, Eddie. I appreciate it. YouTubers are chiming in. Thank y'all for being here on a Thursday that, you know what I mean? Like nobody's y'all could be, working. Yeah, no one's working. I look. I've been at Alpha Media slash San Antonio Sports Star slash ESPN San Antonio since June of 2021. December of 2021, the last two weeks of the year, we were not here. December of 2022, the last couple of weeks, we were not here. This is my first year <laughs> where we I actually had to work. In the last couple of weeks of the year, I've been here. I'm not mad. I'm, I'm I'm thankful. There's a lot of people that would love this job, so I ain't complaining. I've been here 13 years. <laughs> I've been here since 2010. Damn, we never worked. 
This Unless like, it's sold and there's a remote like for the Alamo Bowl like we had. Like that oh, that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. only day we worked that that week. Gotcha. <laughs> like usually these two weeks it's not only a ghost town in terms of just being here. Usually we ain't we are part of the ones that ain't here. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, it's crazy. The blitz is off today though. But I but we I gotta be here. Darrell says is that velvet? We I don't know what this is. Yeah, it's velvet. It's not velvet. It ain't velvet. It's it's carpet. It's cheap. <laughs> like this is not a real leopard. You know what I mean? <laughs> there, I don't there, think he, no he leopard. It was a real leopard. No, no leopard was harmed in the making of this jacket. <laughs> Should have been. It would have hey, been fire. I I got a pet peeve. It's considered since it's the last show of the year. Mm-hmm. Why I, are you mad? I, I don't. I'm not gonna say hate because hate is a strong word. But I have a strong dislike for people that knock people's new year's resolutions i don't like that you know everybody's you know you you got the social media social media has made people rude you know what i mean and i don't want social media don't let social media silence you if you want to say it out loud and speak it into existence on social media because that's what we do that's what it's for we're looking for attention we're looking for likes we're looking for somebody to give a damn if you want to tell your your followers that it's going to be a new year and you're going to be a new you say it because you're going to have a lot of people trying to knock you off your rocker and tell you, shut up, we don't care, it's going to be the same you. Look, say it loud, say it proud, if you're gonna be, if there's going to be something that you want to get accomplished. Because I can tell you one thing for sure, if you don't say it out loud, you won't do it. I'm here to help. You have to say things out loud. You That's have not to, true. You have, to, you have to say things out loud, even if you say it out loud to yourself. You have to say things out loud. You have to speak things into existence. You have to write it down on your bathroom mirror. You have to write it on your fridge. You have to write it on your uh, on your goal board at home. I'm not saying you got to say it out loud to, to to your followers, but if you so choose, do it. And you're gonna have some haters, but you got to fight through that. I mean, because perfect example, I was probably this time last year, I was probably 70 pounds heavier, and I, I and I and I set out on my journey. I'm not where I want to be. Wait, that was last year. Yeah, last November is when I yeah, got, yeah. that's when I was like full-blown type 2 diabetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been a year now. Huh. Yeah, dude. Numbers are straight. Said my goals out loud, achieved some of them. I said I was going to walk 500 miles. I got to four something. So the thing about that is. Wait, I wait, how much time do you have? You no, I ain't, it's not gonna, it ain't going to happen. You, 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 <laughs> it ain't going to happen. You're at like 50. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a good, I'm not walking those 70-something miles in three days. It's not going to happen. I'm I mean, not Forrest you Gump. Could. Uh, no, it's not you Forrest. could. Uh, it's not, I'm not Forrest Gump. But the thing about that goal is I don't even get to 400-something if I don't set the goal of five. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't, like, the, the reason I walked 400 miles this year to help my A1C and to keep my blood sugar right and keep my blood pressure right and try to keep the weight off and lose weight is because I set goals. You have to set goals. Set your goals. Now, if you want to keep them to yourself, that's cool. But you better talk about them. You better be able to see your goals wherever you are. Every day you wake up, you need to see your goals. I'm here to help y'all, okay? I'm here to help y'all. I know I know some things. I know things and I smoke cigars. We got a lot to talk about today. Oh, did you get your bottle? Yeah, I got it. Okay. And we're going to talk about that bottle. And we're going to talk about bottle, back. bottle etiquette. Oh, In normal I- cases, you're not supposed to take your bottle. But the bottle that I took, 
was uh, there was a reason why I left the party or asked for a bottle back. Normally that is tacky. It is tacky to take a bottle to someone's house and leave with it. It's tacky. Oh no, I took mine. It's unfortunate. I, I, all this time I've been knowing pledge. I haven't taught him anything. No, I I'm with you. I would normally, but no, <laughs> no, you. <laughs> You can't invite me to a barbecue cook-off, eat all the barbecue before I get there, ask me to bring over $100 worth of liquor, and expect me to leave it when you didn't leave me any food. Hey, you know what? That's that, Hey, that's different circumstances, Pledge. The, as the judge and jury, I say you're okay. You're innocent. <laughs> you're innocent. Uh, Micah, Cowboys, CFP. Green Bay line, uh, Green Bay DBs. We have a lot to get to today. It was a rough week for Green Bay Packers safety, Green Bay Packer DBs. Rough week for them, but Travis Kelsey sounds off. JJ Watt, Jair Alexander, Debo still talking crap. Mike is talking crap. It is going to be a fantastic show. We're going to end this year on a high note as pledgers in a Tennessee Titans hoodie. Because that is Houston not Houston Oilers. That is Tennessee Titans, that is sir. Houston Oilers. That sir. is the Tennessee Titans, sir. We we found that out two weeks ago. That's the Tennessee Titans. No, that's a fact. No, it is not. How did I lie? Where's where's the lie? If, I, if, I, if, if, that, if you have on the Oilers hoodie, it's yeah, it's dope. It's a Houston Oilers hoodie. That's Tennessee Titans. No, this is Houston Oilers. Rudy J. ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. The Jim Room Show, weekdays at noon. I love San Antonio, man. I love it. On 94.1, San Antonio's Sports Star. Exactly. I'm mad at myself. I should have finished. But because of excuses... And life, I got the 400 and something miles walk this year. What are you, Dak Prescott? Yeah, 2024, I'm walking 500 miles for sure. And if not, I'll get to 400 something, but I'm putting it out there. 623, December 28th, I'm walking 500 miles. People sleep on how good walking is for you, actually. Especially, you know, running is tough on the joints and the knees and the back and stuff and the testosterone. No knock against runners. No knock against runners, because motion is lotion. If you're doing something, you're doing something. Not knocking it. But just do your research on walking and running, and then get back to me. Anyway. Elliptical. I like the elliptical, too. It's easy on your joints. I like the elliptical. I like anything. Anything is better than just having the remote in your hand with a bag of chips. Is anything better than that? You know, unless you got an infant, and then you're just looking for some, <laughs> you're just looking for some peace. You know, that's all you're looking for is peace. Uh, Mike is looking for some peace. He's looking for a peace treaty between himself and NFL officials. As uh, Micah doesn't give much in his press conferences. Micah he's is very calculated. When you listen to Micah Parsons' press conferences, it's really short and to the point. And then once he gets to his podcast, then he really lets loose. But he was talking with the Dallas media yesterday, and as as you know expected. It was all about officiating. Micah Parsons has not had a holding call go his way in 36 quarters, which I'm not that good at math. I went to public school, but that's about nine games, right? 36 divided by four, nine, yeah. Anywho, uh, it's a lot, and I think it's a travesty, and I think the refs have missed the boat. 
But I do feel like the crying, the moaning, and groaning can work against him. Now, if I'm right in that, then shame on the refs. Like, it, it, that's on the NFL and Goodell to step in and find him. If, cause you, when you, any, most times when you continually attack referees in any pro sport, you end up getting fined. I don't know how Micah hasn't got fined. I guess cause he hasn't cursed. I guess cause he said it nice. No, I think he's been fine. He's been fine for uh, uh, criticizing officials? I believe so. Fined? Okay. Well, that's, that's on the NFL's job. Refs, you just got to come out there and do your job. Now, you know, again, now the NBA is notorious for there's so many stories. I mean, let's just go to Scott Foster and CP3. Oh. NBA is notorious for, you know, conspiring to not give anybody fouls. Allen Iverson went after a ref a couple times, and they wouldn't give him a call. They were calling carry. They are calling travel. So refs are known to kind of stick together. It's a tight-knit group. They're like offensive linemen. Referees stick together. And I do feel like it started to it's starting to hurt Micah. Now he was asked yesterday, is his outspokenness starting to hurt him? Maybe. Um I definitely think it's a lot of biased things going on across the league on who they want to call things on and how they call it or when they call it. It's definitely been very biased and I think if you look at all the games across the league, not even just the Cowboys, it's very Shown what they're willing to call and what they don't want to call, you know. Um, and I think they should just have a long conversation on that this all season. I think it's something they should definitely look at. Um, I mean, the film's out there, so um, it's not like it's not something they can't go and look at. All the games is recorded. I'm pretty sure every team would uh, send it in, but I definitely think it's something to look at. And also, I think a lot of these calls should be replayable, right? What? I think they should be challenged. I don't because I think oh, people don't realize some of these flags is really game-changing plays. Game? These is continuing drives on things that shouldn't be called. Um, back-to-back weeks where there's been touchdowns off of roughing the passer for us, you know, that continued drives or which led to points or you know unnecessary roughness on receivers or just. Whatever the thing, I think these should be challenged. The same way they review to see if it is a play, they should review it. The flag is not the same. So, you know, I definitely think it's some things that uh, that should be pulled to light during this offseason. So, Michael wants six-hour football games. Do yeah. you know how long it would take if they looked at if the call should have been holding or not? Do you know how long a game would take if they looked at, well, let's go back and look and see if that was really rough in the passer. And, oh, by the way, Micah, you were a beneficiary. Your team was a beneficiary of a rough in the passer call that extended the drive on a third down. Mm-hmm. Okay? I think both calls were probably wrong. I'm not saying that, Micah, I'm not saying, Micah, that your call, your pass, rough in the passer call was rough in the passer. But you get it, too. That gets the benefit as well. Dak's been the beneficiary of a few roughing the passer calls. Shout out to the YouTuber Siberian Sneaks, well-known Lions fan, says he's not getting a holding call against Pene Sewell either. Sewell. Sewell this Saturday, the best tackle in the league this year. Uh, that's debatable, Sneaks. That's debatable. It's I, debatable, but it, it's... He's one of the best, if it, not the best. Yeah, he's in, but he's see, in that the, conversation. Well, this is the thing. I think that if if we know that... The Cowboys know that, and I think the Cowboys do a great job of moving Micah around. Sometimes they line him up over the nose tackle, over the excuse me, over the center, 
and he's done a good job of they've done a good job of moving him around and getting him away from those tackles that are pretty good. So while he's lined up against Sewell, is that how you say it? Yeah, Panay Sewell. Panay Sewell, while he's lined up against him, maybe he won't Siberian sneaks. Maybe he won't get a call against him. And then that's on Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy to get him away from him so he can impact this football game. As Mike McCarthy called it, a huge game, their biggest game of the year. According to Mike McCarthy, screw Rudy J. According to Mike McCarthy, this is bigger than the Eagles game. What is the thought process in him Niners saying that? Game. Niners game. What's, what's the thought process in Mike McCarthy saying that? I don't know. You know, I know that's my guy. You know, we, we tight on Fridays. We, we won't have Mike McCarthy today. Tried to get him, but uh, he has a tight schedule. His his schedule is by the second. I'm talking every day. When you're an NFL head coach, your day lines up, like, fully. You know what I mean? So he's like, nope, can't talk to Rudy today. That's cool. We'll talk to RJ Ochoa at 730 and get his thoughts on why that is. Mike also was asked, does his speed and athleticism hinder him getting holding calls as well? To be honest, in, in the most humblest way ever, I, I don't think there's another rusher like me in the league. What? Um, I don't think there's a rusher that wins as quick as I do. There's not a rusher that, you know, do the things that I do. And, I mean, that's on tape, and I, I'm pretty sure other rushers can tell you that or whoever. So I don't think they uh, they don't put me on, they put me on the same pedestal as other rushers, and we're just all not the same. You can't compare me to a lot of other rushers at all and how they scheme me versus how they scheme other rushers is just not even the same so um i don't think they take that into effect at all and i don't think they realize you know i'm four three coming off the edge versus you know some dudes might be four 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 five whatever <laughs> because of that do you think that they're unintentionally refereeing differently because they don't understand that yeah i definitely think i think the rest understand i'm a good player but they don't understand the actual plays that i can make with my speed and um, what I can control. What he, what he basically just did was no offense, but offense. <laughs> yeah, no offense, T.J. Watt. No offense, Trey Hendrickson, Danielle Hunter, Khalil Mack, Josh Allen, Jacksonville Jaguar, Josh Allen, Max Crosby, Miles Garrett, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Greenert. Like, no offense, but y'all ain't me. Like, And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I, I I think to be who these guys are, I think they all feel that way. But Mike is just willing to say it out loud. Let's be fair. I think you have to be that way. We, You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with feeling you're the best. But, but let's be fair. He is. He is what? One of the best. Sure. He is in the same conversation when we start talking about the Miles Garrett, the TJ Watts, the sure. Nick Boses. Uh, Nick Bosa hasn't had a great year to his standard for his paycheck. Nick Bosa's 16th in the league in sacks. That doesn't mean his impact isn't top five. But let's just be fair. We're just looking at the numbers. If we're looking at the numbers, when you look at tackles for losses and things like that, I like the tackle for loss more than just as much as I do the sack. And then I also would like to see the pressures. I don't have the pressures in front of me. But, you know, you got like guys like Daniel Hunter who have 21 tackles for a loss. Miles Garrett has 16. Max Crosby, 20. So I'm just saying, when you say like, well, to be fair and in the most humblest, most humble way, those guys aren't me and they're not schemed the same way. Excuse me? So I'm not scheming TJ Watt the same way I scheme Micah Parsons. 
You're doing pretty good for not being scheming the same. Yeah, I'm not scheming Trey Henderson the same way I'm scheming. I'm not. So I'm not scheming Miles Garrett. I'm not. I don't have no scheme for Miles Garrett. Are we? Is, is he really comfortable saying that? Apparently, <laughs> he said it. I, it's no. It's okay to say that you you feel like you're the best, but to say that no one schemes Miles Garrett like they scheme Michael Parsons, stop. Wasn't he doing a crossover over the nose tackle? Yeah, dude. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Like, come on, Micah. And again, I do think the refs have come together and said, dude, we're not giving this dude a damn thing. But at the same time, if that is happening. That's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem, and the NFL needs to address it. Again, find him $100,000 until he stops saying it. But the refs can't be getting together and being like, look, man, we're going to let him get away a little bit more. Because, again, the still shot that's you know run rampant across social media with two people not only blocking Micah, but holding Micah. Mm-hmm. You know, that is that's that should not happen. It shouldn't happen. And it is a travesty. But I guess at some point, you know, who who decide who backs off first? Do the refs back off first or does Micah back off? If if winning is most important to Micah, just shut up and go play until you get the calls. Yeah. I mean that's the way to do it. But in in the greater scheme of things, as we talk about the Scott Foster treatment that is going on with Micah Parsons it feels like yeah he's getting a little he's getting a little CP3 Scott Foster for sure Pumba Grubbs is asking why the average age of the NFL officials 51 which I think is a fair ask you know I can answer that younger more athletic officials I can I can answer that I don't think you I think it's like a pilot I think a pilot are you saying they're too dumb to be officials no what I'm saying is I think it takes years of experience to get to the NFL level, I don't think I don't think a third I don't know if a thirty five year old's you know refereed enough football to referee at the NFL level. Well, can't we start that path sooner though? Can't we get them ready? I I I, I don't know, man. I feel like it has to do with experience because like I don't know. I don't also want a thing where pilots, in terms of fighter pilots, can't be over a certain age. First of all, let's be clear about something. And I don't want to go too far into this. But let's be clear. Me being a 46-year-old man, what we're not going to do is act like 51 is old. Right. <laughs> 51 ain't old. 51, 51, like I'm, a be, I'm being for real. Like I'm, I'm, I'm laughing and I'm smiling when I say this. But 51 years old in 2023 is 51, is different than 51 in 1981. They're two different body types. There's two different, like, everything's different. So I'm five years away from 51, Puma. All right? Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth about 51-year-olds. But at the same time, <laughs> you ain't got the same legs you used to have when you I were- don't. But what does that got to do? I got I got, I got, got LASIK. Okay. If, and not only that, Pledge, this is the thing. I Like, every NFL ref has a specific job. I don't mm-hmm. think you need to be 30 to, to watch the line. I don't think you need to be 30 to watch the DBs. You don't have to be 30 to be the back umpire. Like, you only have one, like, the sideline. Like, everybody has their own thing that they're supposed to watch. I don't think age has. If, they, if he said, if he then said age, if he was I saying 70. Coming in from like 30 dude, yards away not, in certain instances. They're not 71. 51's not old. I'm not going to let y'all do that. And you ain't too far from 51 either, damn it. NFL gumbo is on the oven. It's brewing. And we're going to get to it. We got a lot of sound to get to. J.J. Watt, Jair Alexander, Debo, being Debo, and some other things. Man, a lot of good games this weekend. This r in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star.
I love Justin Bieber. You see, this is what we're going to do on the last. So on the last show of the year, we're going to say 51 years old is dusty. 51 is not old, people. Thank you, Rudolph. Shout out to the YouTubers. Thank you, Miss Becky. And I do like Justin Bieber's kid's super talented. Done well for himself. For himself. Despacito. I like this song a little bit. I liked it like after a hundred times, but then once it got to a billion, I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, but I hadn't heard it in a while, so. Yeah, I know. It's vibe. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a good, it's a quality song. And I am a Justin Bieber fan. New Justin Bieber. Is 51 years old old? The reason we're asking is because the average age of the NFL referee is 51 years old. And look, they haven't done a good job this year, but I don't think we're ever happy with the refs. We may be caught in the moment. I think we can look back on any year and be like, um, the referees didn't do a good job. Now, in defense of the officials, there's so much that goes on now in the protection of offense. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if he dives from his legs, from his, from, you know, from the ground, you can't do that. You can't get too handsy. That's a Ill- illegal contact, uh, holding. Like everything is geared toward the offense. The refs have it, and especially NFL refs, they have a tough job to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't want some dude shredded, 35 years old, only done high school football and a couple of D2 college games, refing an NFL game. So I don't think you earn your stripes, no pun intended. Until you get a, until you get a little bit older, I guess it's a tough gig, man. It is not an easy gig. It's not easy to be a pro athlete, and I don't think it's easy to be. A, hell, go ask a high, go ask an AAU basketball referee. <laughs> yeah, they, they'll, they'll, those guys got a tough job, let alone an NBA game or an NFL game. But the the question is: Is fifty one old? Is really is? Am I almost old? Am I old now? Rudy. It's disheartening. I'm going to tell you what I've told that by my entire life. Age is a state of mind. Thank you. Agreed. I agree 100%. Moving on. You are how you feel. And I'll say this about the refs. And a final thing on that. Just put one extra official on every crew. Damn, how many refs you want out there? Hold on. Can I finish? All right. Put them in the booth. Mm. Give him access to be able to buzz down to the officials and be like, hey, you missed something or not pick that up. You wrong. Because things like Micah or things like what happened in the Saints Rams game in the NFC championship Mm -hmm. that are egregious should be able to be overturned by an official in the booth is just one extra piece of the crew is an, you don't need a lot of them one per game you put him in the booth he's got access to every monitor and he can buzz down anything that he sees all or nothing is what the back of my jacket says uh it's not calling anybody out it's no, not that's fair. Anybody to I, I, I'm, a, I'm an idea guy. It's an extra set of eyes. I appreciate ideas. I also appreciate 
when people want the apology to be as loud as the disrespect. And what I'm talking about is when Lamar Jackson was representing himself, <laughs> when he was trying to negotiate his new deal, people told me he was stupid. He didn't know what he's doing. People like Rob told me he was in over his head. He, he's crazy. He's going to leave money on the table, blah, 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 woo, woo, woo. And remember when Baltimore let him on the trading block? And 31 NFL teams said, we don't want him. Vocally. So, vocally. Vocally said it. And there was, like, I'm talking about, he, okay, let's. Atlanta, Washington. Yeah, at, let's say it's 648. Lamar Jackson said, hey, he's on the track. Baltimore said, hey, Lamar Jackson's available for trade. By 650, 10 teams had responded via Twitter, via email, via Adam Schefter. We don't want him. Now he's the MVP. Looks like he's going to win his second MVP. And J.J. Watt was pretty pissed off about it and thinks some people's heads needs to roll. I mean, that team is an absolute dog. And talk about quarterbacks sitting on the couch. He wasn't sitting on the couch, but he was available. Yeah. And Lamar, everybody this offseason mm-hmm. came out of their way to say, we don't want him. Nope, we're not interested. Preach. We don't want him. JJ! If your GM, if your GM said that, Preach. <laughs> JJ! JJ! What? I'm right here. Chris Ballard didn't say that, but, like, we certainly had question marks mm-hmm. at the quarterback position. And as we were covering it, every single day, mm-hmm. we were covering Lamar mm-hmm. Watch every single day. We had the number four overall pick, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had some tasty, we had some potential tasty move makers. And if you get this guy with Shane Steichen, could you imagine? Oh, oh my God. Not that Munkin, yeah. like, they're doing a great job, sure. obviously. But, like, I'm the Indianapolis Colts fan here that's on a microphone. And knowing that this was a potential possibility, oh, you had to make a trade, you had to make a play, you would have had to do something. But it's like, Lamar got a deal done. He was representing himself. Allegedly, that was something that scared a lot of teams. They're like, well, can you get a deal done? Lamar's representing himself. He's like, he was able to. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Ravens were able to. You can't? Is that, you're not able to do It's like, what in the That's hell? That's my problem with this. That's my problem with this. I'm not saying that somebody could have gotten a deal done. I'm not saying that. My problem with it is people coming out publicly saying oh, yeah. we're not interested. Like, I don't care. Yes, yes, you can try Washington. and fail. But to come Atlanta. out so publicly and say we are not interested in Lamar Jackson, Lamar, former MVP, currently playing like an MVP again, like you are a moron if you're not at least sniffing around. Odds on favorite and- for the MVP right now. Still, after getting the biggest bank in NFL history. That's JJ Watt. Well, who is well, who was he on with? I want to give him their credit. McAfee. Oh, that was McAfee? Okay. Yeah. I can never I I don't know McAfee's voice. I just know his wife beat her. That's I, his voice. That's his voice. Okay, shout out to McAfee, man, making eighty five million ninety hundred. Shout out to McAfee for making great radio. I love, I love his show. <laughs> Is it great radio or great guests that end up creating great content? One hand washes the other. Is but he does great see, segments without guess i don't know about that that's debatable all right if i can see oh yeah (laughs) back to lamar jackson no i think i think some of the uh some of the apologies need to be as loud as some of the disrespect there was a lot of disrespect for lamar jackson by a lot of people by a whole bunch of people so um and again when i look at teams like washington 
who were one of the first teams to come out and say we didn't want him. Atlanta, the Colts who had a number four pick. The Chicago Bears had Justin Fields and a number two or number whatever hell pick no, no, whatever hell pick they had. You can throw the Texans in there. The Texans. There's a bunch of teams that came out. I'm talking about five minutes, literally five minutes after the Baltimore Ravens put him on the block and said we don't want him. And now it looks like he's the MVP. But with my eye test. Yes, his defense is good. Yes, he has a solid run game. But if you watch what he did against San Francisco, the fact that the light bulb has gone off and he said, and now he's realized like, oh, I can scramble to throw. He's unstoppable. He's unstoppable when he gets protection. It's Rudy J, 94-1, San Antonio Sports Star. This is an in and out. Speaking of talk dirty. <laughs> this is an in and out segment. Sometimes you can just pull the bone out. Yeah, that's what pull I pull the bone out. Or, or you end up with a whole bunch of kids. Ask Tyreek Hill. He had a weird story come out about him right before the Cowboy game. I was like, damn, Tyreek been putting in work. He ain't he ain't just fast on the field. But if I make $30 million a year, I want to spread my seeds around, too, I guess. What? I mean, Nick Cannon got 12. I mean, it's not smart. Why is it not smart? You, a man is supposed to, you know. I mean, sure, but like. I ain't saying, look. Do you like I'm not, money? I, I'm not one to judge. Do you judge. like money? Man. You know how much, how many kids you got? Three. And they're expensive. Exactly. But <laughs> hell, but you got to think, like, perfect example. Um. My wife's grandmother has ten kids. They didn't have no money, so if I got thirty, if I'm making thirty mil a season, that's just on the field. That ain't including my off the field stuff. Why not drop some seeds around here? If I'm taking, if you can take, I'm saying if you can take care of them. I'm not saying be a deadbeat, but if you have the means to take care of them and you can spend time with all of them, drop your seeds. No, no. <laughs> Especially not what? the way he's doing it, especially if you married. Is he married? Yeah. I yeah, thought he, he just has a girlfriend. But see, she cool with it. She I, know he got ain't she no know about woman the, cool with it. She knows look, Tyreek Hill, fate let go back up. Go back up. Tyreek Hill cool facing paternity suits, having three kids and three different women in a four month span. She's she there? Like if if Tyreek Hill's wife stays with him, who is Rudy J to get mad about it? If you can take care of them, and if you can play a part in their lives, spread your seeds. Don't we need more Tyreek Hills? I like watching Tyreek Hill. What? What (laughs) Silver and black. We're talking to Spurs. One of these damn games in Portland is a must win. I'm not asking for both, but damn it, I'm demanding one. It's R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition. To the oh, oh. Left hand oh. Slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, 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 hey.
good morning, good morning. Wake up and stop yawning. It is R&R in the morning. Rudy J, James Pledger. The DH is in the building. Our digital hero slash designated hitter. Making sure the YouTube is flowing. I hope that you YouTubers like, you know, the little touches that have been added. You can, you know, we're showing highlights and stuff. We're actually looking like, like somebody. You know what I mean? I like aesthetics. We've always been somebody, Rudy. Yeah, we're just more of somebody. I don't know. We just, just got more clothes now, right? I guess we've always been somebody. Just got a little bit more. We got a little bit more dressed up here. But uh, as, as always, every day at 7 o'clock, we talk silver and black, talk about the Spurs. And if you miss any of it, tell a friend to tell a friend, hey, you know, go and check it out. You can find it in the archives at sasportstar.com. Uh, no, I did not. So we got to we got to fix that one. Spurs in Portland tonight, and then they're in Portland again tomorrow. I like the NBA. What the NBA is doing, the NBA actually, when they say player safety, they actually mean it. Unlike the NFL, like oh, player safety. You know how you know what we're going to do for player safety in the NFL? We're going to add a game, but not add a bye week. <laughs> Even though in college you get two in twelve, the NFL can't find a way to give you a second bye week in seventeen. But they like player safety. The NBA a lot of times now when you go to a city, you stay there so you don't have to do it. it it's less travel, so it's less jet fuel, less up and down on the body. So the Spurs are in Portland tonight, and they're going to be in Portland again tomorrow. Popovich let us know after they lost to the Jazz, asked by Jeff McDonald. About Wimby in the back-to-back, Pop said, oh, he ain't playing the back-to-back. Looks like he's a go for tonight. Looks like, look, he's going to be out either tonight or tomorrow. Speaking of Victor Wimbanyama, the man, the myth, the legend, who we knew we were going to get back on May 16th. And we're going to look at our year in review at 835. Of some, some sad things that went on when you go back to the beginning of, of this year. I said last year, beginning of this year. And, and some highlights of this year as well. So we'll look at that at 835 of sports year in review. But uh, it was brought to my attention, speaking of the Spurs, one of the first things Pledge said to me when he got here was, Why do you hate Victor Wimbanyama? Yeah, he said, You're troll ass. I heard your troll ass yesterday. I said, Whoa. I said, Whoa. Can you say good morning? No, not, t- <laughs> not after what I heard yesterday. I, but he's like, Before you start berating me, can you say good morning? How you doing? Nope. What you got planned? He's like, hey, I heard your troll last year. So they like, damn, it's four fifty five, bro. So it brought he to my. He didn't even put his bag down. I didn't even put my bag down. I ain't had no coffee. Um, he said, hey man, I heard you say you hate Victor Wimbanyama yesterday, and the reason why it caught my attention is because if Pledge heard it that way, then maybe some of you heard it that way. So maybe the conversation Rob and I had yesterday, maybe I came off as a little bit too hard on Wimby. Now, the, going back to yesterday, and you can find it, com if you missed Silver and Black Podcast yesterday. We we're talking about Wimby, and Rob was just gushing. Like, man, he's a five-box guy. Oh, my God, it's just so awesome. It's just this, it's just that. And I was just like, oh, yeah. And I just not giving him credit. All I said was, I'm not impressed. I didn't say that. See what I'm saying? You yeah, acting like the, the you're acting like the listeners now. You're hearing what you want. I said Rob was like, 
He's a five-box filler every night. And I said, I'm not giving someone 7-5 credit for rebounds and blocks. That's all I said. Why do I have to be impressed with somebody that's 7-4 getting rebounds and block shots? If I want to, if you want to, I know a bunch of guys that are that height that can't do that. A, B, you look at his stats. I'm listening, and you compare them. I'm listening to LeBron's rookie year, Kevin Durant's rookie year, Zion Williams' rookie year. Oh my god, I'm listening. They're fantastic stats. Wimby's are comparable in ten less minutes a game, which is unheard of he has damn near the exact same stat line as they did their rookie years by the way their teams were also trash and had about three or four wins at they that didn't point have 20 some losses in a row near the spurs they snapped it before they got to 20 <laughs> you know what now you're being petty what now you're being petty you're being petty no, I'm just saying what Wimby is doing okay, is so he's amazing average. despite other organizations realizing that they the aren't a getting word. him the ball. You're going to use the A word. You're using amazing. Yes. That's the word you're using. I'm going to use the amazing word. He's averaging 18 points, yep. 11 rebounds, one steal, and three blocks in only 30 minutes. Only. I said only. I, I heard myself. I'm just saying, pledge. Like you got to really think about, like, okay, you we're we got to think about where the bar is, because like I'm not gonna let you sit here and say, well, there's guys his size that can't do what he's doing. Okay, so I, I'm not gonna I'm not comparing him to Boban to uh, to Boban. I'm not comparing him to George Murasan. I'm not comparing him to those guys. I'm not comparing him to Rick Smith. So shout out to Rick Smith. I used to like Rick Smith's game. We were told. This is the biggest prospect, the best prospect in sports history, not basketball, in sports history. I'm sorry, I, I, I'm looking for a little bit more. Now, if you want to blame, so you blaming his teammates for it not being a better performance? I'm blaming his teammates. I'm blaming Pop. I am blaming uh, the organization. I'm blaming him for not being more demonstrative. If he's demonstrative, then I what? didn't mean to. Maybe demonstrative is uh, the wrong word. No more demanding. Demonstrative is Terrell Owens. I don't want him to be T.O. We don't know what he's doing behind the scenes, though. Now we're going here. Now we're going to. We don't know what he's doing behind closed. Well, pledge. We I, don't. I don't. That ain't none like, of my unless business. Unless they bring I, it to I, the front, we don't know if he is saying we got to get me involved. Because we heard this whole off season, we're not changing my game, right? We're not. Uh, they we're gonna do to see it. it. They wanted to let him play and kind of figure things out. They figured things out. He's kind of settled into a hole, and I think that's what this first third of the season's been about. What's best for Wimby? Because we got to figure out what he is. They figured that out. Now we're into part two of the second third of the season, and okay, what actually fits around Wimby? Which is why you've seen Keldon go to the bench because mm-hmm. he obviously is ball dominant and mm-hmm. missing Wimby. So he is instant offense off the bench all of a sudden. And we're, Pop said in his last presser, could be more changes if people don't change how they play. i got to start demanding I, consistency. I think that specifically, because you heard Devin also talk about, we're missing Wimby, we're missing me, we're, we're, the ball's sticking, we're, 
taking too many who dribbles. Ta- who are they talking about? I, we, Rob and I were trying to figure out who. Jeremy pop- Sohan. It can't like see. This is this is this drives me crazy about San Antonio. We used to want to blame Danny Green. You don't get to blame role players. We're not going to blame Jeremy Shohan. I'm not blaming a role player. I'm b- blaming the point guard, the guy who initiates. He's not the, the point offense. guard anymore. Pledge. It's now Malachi Branham. You want to blame him? I'm fine with. Bl- I'm fine he's with Malachi. Partly to blame too. They're all to blame. But that's they on Pop all because play point guard. At that's some on point. Pop then because Trey Jones should be starting. Wimby would be a lot more involved if Trey Jones was playing alongside Which is him. Why I also said Pop's to blame. The players right. are to blame. There's a lot to blame. So they are figuring things out on the run. The first third of the season, they figured it out. The second third of the season, they're about to figure it out, and we'll find out a lot more as we get closer to the trade deadline. Yeah. And then the last third of the season's about, all right, run it as is. We're going to see who can stick on the roster at the end of this year. I just want, I, I just want us to get to a point where we're, 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 I'm tired of making excuses for everything when it comes to San Antonio Spurs. We've been doing that for the longest. Like we want to consider ourselves this sports town, yet we handle everything with gloves, and we, we pat everybody on the back and we slap everybody on the butt. Like that celebration on May sixteenth, twenty twenty three at the Rupub. That wasn't. That wasn't for this. That wasn't for this, and I forgot all about the fact that they said, "Hey, we plan on winning more games this year." First thing out of his mouth at the presser, just like don't go to Vegas and bet on us last year, was the first thing out of his mouth at his presser. And you're comfortable with coming in here talking about Malachi Branham and Jeremy Shohan. That's nope. who you that's who you're comfortable not, talking about. But I understand when they decided not to sign a veteran, there was a plan in place. And I believe that plan is in multiple steps. The first part of that step was we don't know what Wimby is. So how do we best utilize him? What fits him best? And that's what this first part of the season was about. They found it. It stuck. Now it's about what fits best around Wimby. I think Keldon's gone. I don't think Keldon's long. You see, I think I, I feel like Keldon is low-hanging fruit as well. I think Keldon's doing the best he can. I think I'm this, sure he is. No, but, but this is the it's thing. about what fits now. I don't I'm not I don't know if Keldon is not a fit, Pledge. I just feel like Keldon is the low-hanging fruit because we feel like anytime we call a team for a trade, they're going to want him in return because they know Wimby's not on the table and they know Vassell's not on the table. So the first name we throw out is Keldon Johnson, and we don't give him a real fair assessment of what he's done. No, I think Keldon's going to be a great NBA player. You're missing the point. It's about what fits best. That's the next part of this process that they're going through this year. As soon as they decided, no veterans, we're going to see what we have. Seeing what you have is seeing what fits with what is going to be the centerpiece of this team moving forward. That is Victor Wembenyama. And through the first third of the season, it was obvious the ball A sticks, Keldon's ball dominant, and there are times where he's not even looking for Wemby and trying to take it all on himself. Now, great attributes, but if you've got a guy who's supposed to be the guy that doesn't mesh well with it. I'm just I'm just not ready to say amazing. I'm not I haven't been amazed. I don't know whose fault that is. We could play we could throw fault around all we could throw fault around everywhere. I'm fine with that. I haven't been amazed yet. There, if you want to say there's some things that he's done that's amazing and there's some amazing plays that he's made, fair. 
There's a lot of NBA players that make amazing plays. Luka Doncic is playing out of his gosh darn mind. He mm-hmm. makes amazing plays. They're NBA. They're the one percenters of the world. So I haven't been amazed yet. Let's go to the phones. 656-3776. 656-ESPN. Let's go to Sean. You know the rules, Sean. You call, you get on. Talk to me. Hey, man, Rudy, you are absolutely right. I'm tired of sugarcoating it. Killing this trash. Damn. Devin Vassell, when his knee's good, he's all right. Um, Wimby is getting bullied by Markinson. You know what I'm saying? Just rip the ball away from him like he was a slender man, which he was. But let me tell you, I'm, I'm tired of it. Kevin, you was with the mid-range guys, Debo, and you still ain't got a, a, a mid-range game. What is going on, man? We need Chip in him back, and this season was over, and we didn't get Fred Van I'm I'm out of here. I'm out. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate the phone call, Sean. I, I don't. I don't. First of all, I don't think Keldon Johnson's trash. Let's just start there. No, I don't. I don't okay. either. I'm not going there, Sean. I appreciate the passion. I appreciate the passion. I appreciate you calling. But this is what I will say. I what I'm reminding myself is he's 19, first year in the NBA. I don't, I'm not saying the ceiling, even though he's 7'4, 7'5, 7'3 and 3 quarters, whatever the hell he is. I don't want to disrespect the kid. He hates being called 7'5. Okay? I don't want I don't want to disrespect him. Even though he's seven, whatever, his ceiling is still 30 feet up. He still has a bunch of room to grow. But just just the the gushing that Rob was doing yesterday was like it was too much for me. It was too much for me on a team that's losing at the clip they're losing. Like, again, I'm looking at the Spurs schedule, and we have their wins circled. And it's easy to count. There's four wins. That's all. I was like, I, I can't get excited about that. I can't I can't sit here and tell you I'm amazed. Yes, there's some things he's done. I'm like, wow. But then I'm like, well, he is 7-4. No, I'm not giving him credit for blocks. He better be blocking shots. He better be getting rebounds. And again, the fact that they have a look at the, you know, we just played it on the YouTube. Shout out to the DH. Just played it on YouTube. There's so many plays. Hell, again, Stacey King, when they were playing the Bulls, was just beside himself. Again, he's the, he works for the Chicago Bulls. That's Stacey King, NBA champion. Stacey. And he's sitting there like, I have no idea what, and I'm paraphrasing, I have no idea what the hell's going on, why they're not getting the ball to Wimpy. He was like, I, I don't know what's going on. Like, the dude was just standing there. Like, if he puts his arm up, throw him the ball. When Randy Moss would put his arm up, Tom Brady would throw it to him. This is Stacey King. Brandon missed him, too. I don't know how you miss a 7-4 guy. Yeah, how do you exactly I, I just not don't see him in your field of vision there? Like, he's yelling, throw the ball up to the rim. Remember, he hurt he's the yelling. in San Antonio by just throwing it up there. And Come on. Go get it. Man, it's almost like the, his team is reluctant to throw it to him. Wimanyama is your number one guy, and everyone else needs to find their role after that. Because it seems like right now, just from watching this team twice now, is that there's guys out here trying to figure out if I'm the number one guy. Yeah. Am I the number one guy? No, I hate to break it to you. You're not. <laughs> let's talk. I ab- hate to break it to you. You're not. Okay, but let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. I work. We. I work in an industry. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about the station. Well, I'll talk about this station. Talk about any station, any TV, any pod, any radio station. Ego, 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 ego. Divas. I. I you walk up to guys in the media. At Radio Row, big time you. Everybody has an ego. If I'm on the Spurs team, 
And this and every question that I've had to answer since May has been about somebody else. I can't sit here and tell you I wouldn't go out there and be trying to prove that, hey, don't forget about me too. I can't sit here and tell you that I wouldn't be that guy. And I'm not saying it's right, Pledge. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying like every question I answered for the last six months has been about another grown man. And I'm like, yo, hold up. If I'm Keldon, I'm like, hold up. I went to Kentucky. I've been, I put in work in this league. This team paid me $80 million over the next four years. They did. I got game two. You do. I got game two. Like, hold on now. Like, I, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, Pledge, that I wouldn't be out there trying to prove my worth. And I think that, I think there's somebody, I don't think the it's self, is, I don't think by it's selfishness. Proving your worth, you're hurting. I'm not saying, I, look, Pledge, I didn't, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that as, how I would feel as a grown man, as an alpha too. And you want to know? You want to know what that mindset is? It's, it's toxic. the mindset of a losing team that's lost fair. I, eighteen in a row at that's one fair. point. That's only that's won fair. four games it's, look, this year. I, I'll give you this because it's, not, it's about me, not the team. It's not smart basketball to not throw the ball to Victor Wembanyama. It's not smart, and that's on Pop because Pop said, "Hey, I don't want to overcoach right now. I want to just kind of let these guys fill it out and figure it out." But this is a great time now for Pop to step in and say, I let y'all do it y'all's way and look where it got us. I, 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 you know, it's kind of like when your mom gives you the keys, you know, she says, all right, I'm going to let you go to driver's ed. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you drive the car here and there. And then you do something stupid. She says, see, I tried to give your ass some freedom and you ruined it. So this is a good teaching moment for Pop. Like, hey, man, I let y'all. I remember, you know, and this is like a small sample size of it in high school soccer. Coaches like, you know, we had a couple guys that said, Hey, coach, we want to play more of a passing game. We don't want to just do this. And coach let us do it. And it looked like, it looked like ass. He was like, this is why I don't let y'all do those things. Cause y'all can't. Cause we can't. <laughs> so this is maybe where the Spurs are. Now you may say, well, damn, Rudy, why would he wait 29 games to do this? The season's lost. Like sometimes this is what you got to learn how to lose before you learn how to win. And this is a, I don't even, I'm counting the Spurs going from this year. What's happened in the previous years, they were go, going toward this. So I'm just going off of now. It is a season loss, but now you get to bring now you get to bring Devin in, you get to bring Keldon in, you get to bring in Malachi, and you get to tell him every Wimby must touch the ball. We are going to he needs to be used how they use Joker. Yes. Use him how you use Joker. Because you have a guy that in Victor Wimbanyana that is a willing passer like Joker. You have a guy in Victor Wimbanyana who has a, is developing a mid range. He can shoot the three. He can post you up. Use him like you use Joker. Now that you see, hey guys, we're four and twenty-five doing it y'all's way. Now do y'all want to listen? Now do you see why when the, the big man puts his hand up, we throw it to him and let him dictate the offense? It's a teaching moment. It's not a loss. It's a lesson. It's a lesson, but it's also a lesson in terms of all right, you cooked. Yeah, they're cooked. The season's over. No, no, I mean you cooked, Keldon. You cooked, and we lost. And we lost. It's a teaching moment. Sometimes we need that. So, you know, your mom tell you don't touch the stove. Your ass touch the stove. You get burned, and she looks at you. I told you, ass. Let's get one more phone call before we go to break because we got to get ready for RJ Ochoa. Let's go to Donald. Donald, you call, you get on. What's up, my man? Yes, sir. I like to talk about the the plight that surrounded the San Antonio Spurs, man. I, I really do believe that uh, the problem is you have a whole bunch of players playing out of position on a with the same roster y'all had when y'all were uh, team tanked. They have the same mindset. They're still trying to. They're still. They're still auditioning for other teams, and uh, I don't think their agents have told them, "Hey, you made the roster, man. Let's try to get some dubs under our belt." But 
the, the major issue is we have players playing opposition. We have players playing for themselves. They're auditioning for a career for their next contract. And uh, they're we're always going to be losing if you have all those guys playing for arterial motors. And uh, if, if the Spurs are really dedicated to keeping Reverend Yama around for longer than his rookie contract, they need to make some uh, trades to get some actual guard play in there. Uh, Al Caruso would be on the cheap. I think I he'd like be a, a great addition. I love Caruso. I think um, if you don't want to bring Alex Caruso, you can go down to Orlando and uh, bring one of those uh, guards. Uh, uh, Cole, I do believe that uh, Cole's a good one. Um, I would prefer in the dream world. I think Darius Garland would be a great addition to the Central Spurs team. But I just think the, the asking price for that guy would be a little bit high. Right. Why not bring Jordan Clarkson? He's from San Antonio. You know, I think that'd be a good addition, maybe for a little bit cheaper price. Uh, but whatever you do, you got to bring in somebody that can dribble the ball and actually see other players in their same dang uniform. And right now, if I'm Webin Yama, I'm looking at the clock. Because if they don't get things going, so, you know, San Antonio, like, the NBA is a type of game where it moves by you. You know, yeah. time is of the essence. You only yeah. got a small frame of time to actually exert your will upon the league yeah, uh, in right. your prime. I got and you, I Donald. Think that yeah, appreciate the phone call, man. Oh, look, you got to bring in a facility. We're not. Whoa, 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 time out. This is where he wanted to be. He's not looking at the clock at, after twenty nine no, games. He's no. not looking at the clock after twenty nine games. Where the Spurs messed up, they'll never, they'll never admit it. And I understand why they did it. They messed up not going after veterans right now. They did. We all were back and forth about it. Pledge and I were back and forth about it. We're like, hey, they should go after veterans. Then we're mm-hmm. like, all right, well, let's see. Let's see if we could develop the, you know, the talent that we've already acquired. And right now it looks like this ain't it. And I don't think even they think missed it the was, ball on that. It was part of it was about developing the talent they have. I think part of this, I think they knew all along that this year was going to be something. That's that, not true, Pledge, because Pop said they were going to win more games. You can't say both. No, of no, things, no, both no. things can't be true. I, I believe that this year wasn't so much about like, hey. We're gonna. It was about seeing what they have in the youth. It was about well, giving them it. the chance. This ain't it, and, and it's failed spectacularly. But remember, nobody knew where Victor was going to play when he first got into the league. They still don't know where. I mean, right now they're playing him as center, but he said he don't want to be a center. Well, you just do what you did with Tim Duncan. Lie to him. <laughs> Jesus, is this is the Silver and Black podcast? <laughs> If you tell your buddies, if you missed it, they can go to San Antonio Sports.com, San Antonio SA, SA Sports.com and check it all out if they missed it. Yeah, man, we'll see, man. It is what it is, but all I'm saying is if they don't win one of these two, tonight or tomorrow, I don't know when they win again. That may be come down to when they play Detroit January 10th if they don't win one of these two because after these two Portland games, you got Boston here. on. That's not That's not happening. Memphis is got on Detroit coming up. Yeah, that's what I said on December 10th, January 10th. Then you got Memphis. They're on fire with job back. Milwaukee, Cleveland, maybe. Then you got Detroit January 10th. So we'll see. But up next, the man, the myth, the legend, blogging the boys, RJ Ochoa. We got to talk about some things. I want to know if he really still feels like this team can make it to Vegas. So let's talk with RJ Ochoa. So everybody sit tight. Rudy J, James Pledger, R and R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Sardar in the morning, 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. 
Another huge game for the Cowboys this week, I guess. I kind of like where they're sitting. If I'm a Cowboy fan, I don't, I don't mind going to Tampa or New Orleans. I ain't scared. What has Tampa or New Orleans done to scare me? Let's see what RJ Ochoa thinks. Blogging the boys. It's weird not see. There he is. RJ, good morning, sir. How are you doing this fine Thursday morning? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm doing well, Rudy. Pledge, uh, not as fashionable as you are today, Rudy, based on your uh, your morning Instagram post. <laughs> uh, I'm, bummed, I'm bummed you took the jacket off for me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, doing great. Hope you all and yours had a very, very Christmas. And Same hope you're to you. Up and ready for a happy new year. Same to you. Same to you, sir. Um, first, let's start off. I'm a, uh, I'm a man of my word. I texted RJ yesterday, and I was like, hey, man, we're not on Friday. I need you to come on tomorrow. And he said, I will if you come on air and admit that Dak Prescott is better than Justin Herbert. For those that don't know, we had a very heated debate, spirited debate, about Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert when we were out in Oxnard on the beautiful balcony overlooking the Pacific Ocean. And Jay, myself and Joe were like, hell yeah, you take Justin Herbert over Dak. And, you know, Jason and RJ were like, hell no, you take Dak. But I think, you know, after this year, Kellen Moore with Dak Prescott, number one offense. Two times in a row. Last two years when Dak's the starter. Justin Herbert can't do a damn thing with Kellen Moore. So, man of my word, right now, Dak Prescott absolutely is better than Justin Herbert. Man of my word. There you go, RJ. Yeah, it feels good um, really to hear those words that, that I that I knew were true several months ago. Um, and did you really believe uh, it you know, then, or did you just want to argue with me? Like, did you really believe that at that time? But the point that I would like to add is, you again, you you faced that conversation with you're a GM. Who would you rather have? And I said, well, Dak Prescott's making forty million dollars this year. Like, so right. I mean, I think he's the better quarterback, but he's also the better value right now. And you got all up in a tizzy because you were like, why are you talking about contracts and all this stuff? And that's that's the game. I have not heard anyone mention this season how much money Justin Herbert's making. Dak Prescott's making $40 million a year. He's like the 12th highest paid quarterback of the NFL, and that bothers some folks. But Justin Herbert's like number three in terms of annual average value, and everybody sleeps pretty well at night about that. Yeah, absolutely. I guess the t- it's crazy. I mean, there's so much to talk about when you talk about the Cowboys, especially I think number one on the list is – Tyron Smith and his health. Clearly, that's the biggest story when you talk about on the field, RJ. But Micah, where are you at with Micah? Is he hurting himself? First of all, I feel like he's right. He is 100% right. There's no way Micah Parsons should go 36 quarters without getting a holding call in his favor. But at this point, is it hurting himself and the team with him continuing to discuss referees? I like to live my life by uh, a number of mottos, and one of them is MTCBT. Multiple things can be true. Um, and in this case, one of the true things is what you said. You're, you're right that Micah's right. He's getting held. It's been a ridiculously long time he's drawn a holding penalty. Um, I don't know that I would go as far as saying he's hurting himself. Okay. He's definitely not doing himself any favors. Um, and you know, that's just the, the gamesmanship portion of it. I, I'm not a fan of complaining about officiating, you know, two years ago, the Cowboys got beat by the Cardinals at home and it was really embarrassing. Mm, And right after that, 
Mike McCarthy, C.D. Lamb, Demarcus Lawrence, they all said, like, yeah, we were out there playing two teams, the Cardinals and the rest. And it was like, guys, this is some, some big loser energy. Like, you, you lost. Just, you know, it, it can be okay that you lost. Right. Um, and so this is teetering closer to that. Um, and, you know, the same way that, you know, the Lions are preparing for the Cowboys and the Cowboys are preparing for the Lions, the officials for the games prepare for these teams. And they understand, like, hey, this guy's, you know, playing this way. He's, he's getting these calls. He's not getting these calls. I need to be on the lookout for this. And while I understand some people's argument that, you know, opposing offensive linemen feel like they can be a little bit more aggressive with Micah because they're not getting called for holding. Um, Good point. You're, you're just – you're magnifying the attention on this. And I don't think that – like, you're not going to pick up six holding calls on Saturday night against Detroit because you're tweeting about this and talking about it on your podcast. <laughs> I totally agree. Now, why in your – I'm trying to dive into the mind of Mike McCarthy. Why would he feel like this game – is the most important game of the season when you've played the 49ers, when you've played Philly twice. I, I'm trying to figure it out. I, I can't. We're not getting to talk to him this week because we're off tomorrow. Why is that? Is that just him just trying to have the next game up mentality? Why is this game more important than those other three? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's definitely just some, you know, coach speak involved yeah, in that. Yeah, I think so but, too. Um, but if you had – you know, and this is this is reality. If you had told me two weeks ago, hey, RJ, the Cowboys can only win one game between Buffalo, Miami, and Detroit, who would you want it to be? The reality is I would have Good picked point. Detroit. The, the, the best kinds of losses you can have are road losses to the opposing conference, just as far as tiebreakers are concerned. Um, now, in this instance, the Bills and Dolphins are both teams the Eagles beat. Um, so it, that could have been a tiebreaker that separated Dallas and Philadelphia, but thankfully that will not be the case. The reality is you want to have the best division or the best conference record possible as it relates to your divisional matchup, as it relates to your seeding in the NFC playoff picture. And that's what's at stake here. I mean, you know, this is a playoff team just the same way that Buffalo likely will be and Miami is. Um, so if you take care of business against them, yes, people will continue to say what they will about you not having the same level of success on the road, but you put yourself in position to not just win the division, but to take the two seed. I mean, the, there's the most, there's the biggest pendulum swing potentially with this game, not with Miami or with Buffalo. Absolutely. Now, um, Miami, especially on the last drive, they're able to run the ball. Everybody's like, that's the big narrative on the Cowboys. Defense. Run the ball, run the ball. And speaking of Micah, he he likened David Montgomery and Gibbs to Zeke and Pollard. How do they stop those two guys and, and a team that averages over 140 yards a game, fourth in the league in rushing? How are they supposed to fix that in six days? Guess you don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to be different people, right? You know, like that's that's what this kind of comes down to. And the reality, like people want to, people get so mad when they lose and they want to say they're soft. And I, I don't think they're soft by any stretch, I don't but either. they're they're really small. I mean, that's just the reality of their linebacker group. I mean, their heaviest linebacker is like 214 pounds. I mean, it's just, you know, that's, that's the price you pay when, you, when all your linebackers are converted safeties. Um, and so you just don't have the beef to, to kind of, you know, to handle that. And I think James Cook really displayed that two weeks ago. So how do you fix it? You score first and you score a lot and you take them out of the game in that sense because, if Detroit's able to score first, if they get out to a double-digit lead potentially, it's a downhill game for them. And that's the worst possible situation you can be in as the Cowboys because you leave yourself susceptible to the run game when you're on defense. And, you know, you put them in a position where they can blitz you a little bit more and try to get after you when you're on offense. And so 
that's the worst case absolute nightmare scenario for Dallas on Saturday night. I guess depending on how all this stuff shakes out this weekend, so many different scenarios, RJ. Um, again, if if I'm a diehard Cowboy fan. Which you are. I am. <laughs> I don't have a problem with where they are. Like, again, look, Tampa's won four in a row. I'm not gonna. I'm not about to sit here and and disrespect Tampa. And you would have to go on the road where the Cowboys have had trouble. But I still don't mind. Again, I, I, I guess I am gonna be disrespectful. I'm not scared to go to Tampa and play Baker Mayfield. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think they're in a bad place. I think you know, I, because it's the Cowboys, it's gloom and doom, and the world's ending. But where they are, to me, is okay. And 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 where they are, don't. Wouldn't that mean you could correct me if I'm wrong? You wouldn't have to see the boogeyman till the NFC Championship game. I mean, it depends, right? Okay. If, if the playoffs, if the playoffs started today, right. Dallas would visit. Dallas would visit Tampa. Uh, the Rams would visit the Lions, and the Seahawks would visit the Eagles. I okay. think the favorites in those games would be Philly, Detroit, and Dallas. And <laughs> if it if it if it went chalk, then that would send Dallas to San Francisco oh, in okay. the divisional round. Um, and so that's okay. why. You okay, know, got you. Now that's the, a little bit more scary. The two seed is the, the most desirable spot because it guarantees you avoid San Francisco in the divisional round, presuming mm-hmm. they hang on to the one seed. And the two seed also guarantees you two home games at least if you win the first one. You know, you, you get, for a team that you know we talk about, like man, they're so good, they're unstoppable at home. You want to play as many games as possible there. And so if you get at least two, and if somebody somehow upsets the 49ers in the divisional round, then you would host the NFC Championship game. I mean, so that's what that's. So it matters. Uh, I. Yeah, like I don't think anyone doubts Dallas's ability at Tampa in the wild card round, but this is this is about a much bigger goal than that. Um, but I do think the the number of scenarios and the forecasting are interesting. I read an article this week that'll come out probably later today. If you look at ESPN's playoff pred- predictions right now, which is based on their football power index, the Cowboys have the second best chance of reaching the Super Bowl of all NFC teams. What? And that is wow. You know, really heavily based on the idea they would be the five seed, which again would, would suggest that they play at least one and, and likely multiple games on the road. So for all of us, myself included, who were like, man, they suck on the road. Like the moment they're going to have to play a road playoff game, like it's probably good night. I mean, ESPN's playoff projections, which is an independent, you know, objective computer model, uh, likes their chances more than anybody except San Francisco to reach the NFC championship game. And so, I don't know how both of those things could be true, how you can feel like they have these, you know, significantly, you know, legitimate odds to reach the title game because they would involve winning playoff games on the road, which is their Achilles heel right now. Some of that is likely just because of the field, right? If you're, if you're lucky and you don't have to go to San Francisco, it could break your way. And I don't know that enough people remember. I know I'm going long here. No, no, I, this year, is all good stuff. Go ahead. Well, last year, Dallas beat Tampa in the wild card round, and it was because the Giants upset the Vikings in the wild card round that Dallas had to go to San Francisco. Had, had things gone chalk, had Minnesota been able to hang on, they were the right. division and they were the home team, then they would have gone to San Francisco, and Dallas would have gone uh, to, uh, to Philadelphia because Philly was the one seed. Now, the Eagles last year were a much scarier team, and I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to them, but I liked Dallas's chances much more against Philadelphia than San Francisco because they know Philly. They've played them well. Again, it's not a disrespect thing. It's just the Niners are that unstoppable. And so 
again, all it takes is one flap of the butterfly's wings and in, in one upset to happen or whatever to send you from one place to another and completely change your destiny. That's all good stuff. RJ Ochoa blogging the boys. Now, like all of us, RJ, Monday night kind of opened my eyes to something about San Francisco. And I wasn't shocked. Look, again, you know, quarterbacks have bad games. So I'm not, you know, everybody knows I'm not the biggest Brock Purdy fan. I'm not shocked he had an off game. What I was shocked at was that that the way Lamar Jackson carved up that defense and the way he, to me, in my opinion, RJ, the way he carved up that defense was extending plays to throw the ball. And that we've seen over the years, we're all screamed at the TV, take off and run. Dak Prescott, if, again, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to compare to Lamar Jackson, Dak haters calm down, but what I'm saying is, if they are to meet San Francisco, we saw something on tape where you can get up and down on the field on that team if you could get a little bit of time in the pocket, move the pocket, and go throw the guys that are kind of you know doing the playground type plays. I think I think I think the Ravens. If we can say Buffalo opened the eyes, though you know they 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 gave us something on Dallas. I think we can say the same for what the Ravens did to San Francisco. Yeah, all you need is Lamar Jackson. And, yeah, you know you, you, you can beat San Francisco. Uh, so I'm not saying I, Dak I is Lamar, RJ. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but he can do some of those things. The general premise of this. However, um, you know, most Cowboys holding penalties, or a lot of them tend to happen when Dak does oh. what you're suggesting. I mean, when you do start to kind of institute a more chaotic playground-style game, it does become messy. And that's when mistakes happen, when, when you know, things are flying very fast at you. And so... Um, it's a, and that's why if you're complaining about penalties, you're you're magnifying the attention on you. You're you're opening officials' eyes on you, and they're looking for that. They're hunting for that because they know you're known for that in those situations. And so um, it's it's definitely possible. I agree. This happens often where one team gets you know just kind of the the snot beat out of them, and we all say, all right, the book is out. And I think a lot of people have felt that way about Dallas potentially or Philadelphia. Like everybody kind of has their rite of passage getting mm-hmm. destroyed on national television. I really did not see many people like, okay, we've got the Niners. I really saw a lot of people like, they're still the best team in the NFC. Like I know they just, you know, had it handed to them, but I am still definitely afraid of them just because they've proven it over and over and over again. Does Dallas beat Detroit on Saturday night? And like, you can't lose again on Jimmy Johnson night, right? That's just disrespectful. Yeah, so the Lions obviously hadn't won the division in like four thousand years, whatever it was. And um, the last time they, the last time they did, they won a playoff game and they actually beat Jimmy Johnson's Cowboys. I don't know if Ooh. you uh, if you knew that. Uh, so why did you, why would you even put that in the universe? Well, it's revenge. It's a revenge opportunity for Jimmy. You okay. know what I mean? Like, you're not going to have his revenge game be against the Niners because you're going to get smacked around. You're going to have it against uh, you know a run to the litter that you can have success against. Um, I, uh, I hopped on our podcast that covers the Detroit Lions at SB Nation yesterday, and what I said to them was, you know, they asked for a prediction, and this is not an indictment of the Lions by any stretch. Okay. I, I think the Cowboys will be the more desperate team on Saturday night. They have a little bit more to play for. I mean, even the, the guys I was talking to, they were like, I don't really even care about the end of the regular season. Right? Like, we won the division. Like, I don't care about the difference between the two and the three seed. And I just want—I was like, you have no idea. Like you—you you, you have no idea, you know, what you're doing here and and the stakes that are on the line. So I—I I envy your naivete because it's a, a beautiful thing in its own way. 
Um, but so Dallas knows that they need this, that they need the best possible situation, obviously, to go into the playoffs. And so they're, they're also coming off two losses. I do think they ran into, I know we all talked about this, a Buffalo team that was more desperate than they were, given their playoff situation and what they're fighting for. Very I true. think I underestimated how desperate the Dolphins were going to be. And so I think it's just Dallas' turn to be the more desperate team, the more hungry team, the team that kind of feels like they need it more. And I do think, you know, at the end of the day, everyone is human. And I think it's difficult for Detroit after last week's division win for the first time in 5,000 years, as you mentioned, to get up in the same way. It's hard and it's life and it's the NFL. It's, it's been between Christmas and New Year's. So I'm not, again, saying that I, I think Detroit is soft or doesn't play hard because they absolutely do. But I definitely think that they'll maybe be operating at 93, 94% this week. Absolutely. My man, again, hope you had a Merry Christmas. I hope you have a Happy New Year. And I hope you reach all of your goals for 2024. And props to you and the family. Keep trucking along, my man. My first goal for 2024 is for you and Pledge to each have a bowl of ice cream before 2023 is over. <laughs> I think uh, we can so do you that. Have, um, you have a few days. I want a whole bowl. I want an update. I want you each to text me a picture of the, the bowl that you choose to eat. You can do it together if you want to go on a little date. It's up to you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I love you guys. I love the station. And Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and go watch Oppenheimer. I finally did. And it go turns out it was pretty good. All right, will do. RJ Ochoa blogging the boys. Check him out at RJ Ochoa on Twitter, on threads, Instagram, everywhere. TikTok is a great follow. Props, RJ. See you soon, my man. See you soon. Des caught it. <laughs> RJ Ochoa blogging the boys. Rudy J, 94.1, San Antonio Sports Star. We're in sicko mode. R&R in the morning, 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Thank you to RJ Ochoa. At 8.35, we're going to do a sports year in review. Maybe some things you forgot about. We're just going to look back over the year that we've had and look forward to 2024. But at 8, right now, we got to start talking about this Final Four pledge. It's going down Monday night. By the time we get back, the finals will be set. But you got a bone to pick real quick. I do. What's the bone? I got a, I got a bone with you RJ, and RJ. Jason Minix. All you Cowboy slurpers. Jesus. I didn't know I was a slurper. What? Oh, you slurping. What? 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 Everybody acting like the Detroit Lions have nothing to play for. They're, they can still be the number one seed. You think Dan Campbell who was on that 0-16 team, the type of coach that he is, the type of energy he brings, that they're just going to pack it in for the rest of the regular season. We're going to roll this over. That they may not be the more desperate team because San Francisco looks vulnerable after just getting stomped by Baltimore. All right, man. I hear you. We're going to roll it over. 94-1. San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back. Oh, the left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, 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 h
Good morning, good morning. Wake up and stop yawning. It is R and R in the morning. Rudy J, James Pledger, Natalie attired in Tennessee Titans gear. Houston Oilers. Who wore the you Oilers jersey when the when 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 they're used? Pledge. Who wears them? What team wears the Oilers jerseys? Throwbacks. What when are they, they a throwback to? You know what? Can you answer the question, sir? You acting like a married man. Don't answer the question with the question. No, no, I'm just asking. When the Texans played the Titans two weeks ago, uh-huh. I'm who aware. had on the Oilers jersey? I'm aware. That it was the Tennessee Titans, I'm was aware. it not? Where are, are they throwing it back to? The Houston Oilers. There you go. And who wears them? I, I answered your question, now answer mine. Tennessee wears okay, them. Okay, then. It is still Houston's history. Same way the okay. Seattle Supersonics are a part of you know Seattle's what? That's, history. You know what? That okay, so you telling me The Montreal if, Expos if Shea and Chet get a ring, that's Seattle's? I didn't say anything about rooting for the Titans. I didn't say anything. I am representing a piece of Houston history. Because I had season tickets, my butts were in the seat for the Love You Blue Oilers. Warm Moon. Lorenzo White. But if you're wearing that, Mike are you Munchak. not supporting the Tennessee Titans? No, because nobody that sees this color scheme, this oil, Derek, thinks Tennessee. I do. No, you don't. <laughs> what, how you going to tell me? Now you acting like my wife. How you going to tell me what I think? When I first saw you today, the first thing I said was, like, oh, that's a cool Titans throwback. It is not the first thing you thought. And you know it. No, not. the first thing I thought was it's dope. The first, if I'm being honest, I was like, oh, damn, that's dope. That's fire. Then I thought the first thing anybody thinks when they see these colors and that Derek is Houston. What's a Derek? An oil Derek. What, that thing on there? Yes. Oh. It is what they I use thought that to was drill a rig. for oil. Oh. All right. See, you got YouTube. You got the YouTube chiming in. Siberian Sneaks, Titans. Wearing the Oilers throwback was silly. They were asking for an L. Yeah, they lost. I'm just going with the facts. The facts are the facts are the Tennessee Titans to are the, the Oilers. Adams family because oh my god, it dog. it I'm am I saying am, am I lying? It belongs to the Adams family. If it belongs, they to, took it with them. The owner was petty because of his beef with the mayor at the time, and unlike the pristine art model who had left the the franchise and the name Browns and everything to the city of Cleveland when he took his team and went to Baltimore. Well, we got Petty ass Bud Adams took everything with him. Well, we got a poll up for the YouTubers. We doing stuff for YouTube because we like the fact that y'all chime in on YouTube. Do you think Tennessee, when you see Pledger's sweater, right now 82% no. That's because they all love you, man. Like, it ain't got nothing to do with them being right or wrong. Everybody loves Pledge. Like, like until this year, yeah, whatever, dog. nobody's whatever, ever dog. thought of Tennessee that, in man. that jersey. Y'all are all, y'all don't know a damn thing. Hey, YouTube, y'all are cut off for the day. If y'all don't, if I don't win this poll, and you won't. I'm not reading any more comments. I'm not including y'all in the show if I don't win this poll. I took a poll. Yeah. Wow. Joe says some outlandish stuff. At this point, I almost think he's trolling. <laughs> 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 
See, yeah, he's trolling. Joe's trolling. Joe's trolling. I need and Joe between can, my buns. Did he say I need meat between my buns? I need more meat between my buns. Jesus. What Where is do going? I stick my meter? What? I'm not falling for that banana in the tailpipe. What, are the, what is going on from two to six? What happens between two to six? Woo! <laughs> That'll and, open you up. And you swallowed. Yeah. Jesus. Anyways, let's talk college football because those if dudes. If you would have gargled a little bit longer and swallowed it, you'd feel better. See, this is see, they get away with stuff. And right now, the only reason why I'm even comfortable with you playing that right now is because school is on break. But uh <laughs> But let me tell you something. They get away with stuff from two to six that we just can't get away with. From seven to nine, kids are in the car. Sometimes you can just pull the bone out. That's what I uh, yeah, I'm talking about that was me talking about the girth of Chubb prevails. All right, please. I love chocolate so, balls in my mouth. There- I'm sorry, what was I'm that, I'm trying already? to do a show. Chicks dig the long ball. Chicks <laughs> dig the sack. I like longer shafts. Yeah. I'm sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want... I wanted to talk about. I love chocolate so, balls in my mouth. I wanted to talk about <laughs> college football. People are waiting to hear about college football, but now we're already up against it. So good. So we're gonna we're gonna move college football to this next segment because that was just that this segment was just sophomoric. <laughs> I don't know. That was. It felt you know, a lot like I New know. Year's. There were fireworks in the segment. I'm not. I can't. I'm. I'm. I'm flustered. I'm starting to sweat because again, this is morning radio. So I'm not used to this. I'm not used to all of this. Like we don't get away with this stuff because we got cheering in the car. Good Lord. E. Huey says it's the perv show for four hours with Jason and Joe. Yeah. Those dudes, mm-hmm. their minds stay in the gutter and then pledge grabs it. And then it's, it's forever linked. It's like, I can't. I'm out. Yeah. I always want to just get out of here. Let's well, and I promise you, when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about Texas. I want to know this, Texas fan. I need to hear from y'all today. I Don't call me Tuesday. Because, again, Rob's not going to be here to save you. Because Rob's been soft on y'all all year long. I don't know what's going on with Rob and his love. And, by the way, A&M lost. That's why. To That's Oklahoma why Rob's State. been soft. But call me today. Tweet me today. YouTube me today. What you expect to happen? Six five six three seven seven six. Are you just happy to be here, or are you predicting a win? You don't don't call don't call your shot on Tuesday. That's no good in the radio world. I don't get to do that. I have to I have to put myself out there, and then I have to live with what happens. Then I have to show up. Don't throw rocks and hide your hand. Call your shot today, Texas fan. I'm giving you an opportunity. Six five six three seven seven six. I don't want to hear from Texas fan. I want to hear from you today. Don't call me Tuesday like I told you, Rudy. You didn't tell me a damn thing if you don't call me today. If you don't YouTube me today. If you don't tweet me today. 656 ESPN. I want to know. We're going to talk about it next. It's R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star.
It's on the morning, 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Watch us on YouTube at SA Sports Star. Comment, like, and subscribe. You're the rockaway. Rob is off until next Thursday, so this is the last show of the year. When we return next Tuesday, it'll be myself, it'll be Pledge, and Pledge will be, it'll be Pledge and I Tuesday and Wednesday, and then Rob will return on Thursday, and as you see how much fun we have in the day, <laughs> it won't matter, it don't matter much anyway. Uh, go to YouTube and vote on the poll. Pledge is wearing an Oilers throwback sweater, and it says that when you see Pledge's Tennessee, you know, his. does it remind you of Tennessee when you see Pledge's hoodie? Absolutely not. I, that's the first thing I thought. You know where I got this? Where? In Houston. Don't mean nothing. <laughs> that don't mean a damn thing. It means everything. Before we went to break, we started talking about the college football playoff, which is you can hear right here on San Antonio Sports Star, starting with Alabama versus Michigan. And then you got the real big dog game here, at least here in this region. Texas versus Washington. And I asked y'all. Hey, I need y'all to chime in today. I can't. Don't call me on Tuesday after the fact talking crap. If you're going to stand on business, then stand on business. Stand 10 toes on it and predict it beforehand. Well, I will not only stand on it. I'll stand on the statement I made before Selection Sunday. What? I called the Final Four. I did, too. I said I called that it, it was going to be I got Alabama. A, I got a Facebook post to prove mine. Where's your proof? Literally on the airway. Oh, okay. Everything's recorded. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Mr. Chocolate Balls. <laughs> Almost cussed you out. <laughs> um, but I've been saying that that's going to be the four. And since I said that, I'm I said listening. I think that Alabama is going to beat Michigan. Okay. And I think that Texas is going to beat Washington. We're going to get a rematch at NRG of Stadium 09? in Houston. Was that 09? That was 09. Of week two. Oh, screw week two. <laughs> week two meant nothing. Week two meant nothing. I and, love the Texas hanging their hat on that. And it's going to be the most watched national championship game in history. Facts. We'll agree on that. We'll agree on that. So I asked y'all to chime in. Some of y'all have done so. Uh, let's see here. Frank Valdez beating Washington, then beating Bama. Mark says, I already got my room in Houston for the championship game. Nice. Jose Sainz says, tighten uh, uh, Adrian Vada calling it right now. Texas 38, Washington 24. So uh, Neff Ozuna says, Texas by 10. And Carlos says, he'll bet my leopard jacket. No. <laughs> no. Can't have my leopard jacket. My wife got me that. So, yeah, call your shot now. And I asked y'all to do so, and you did so. And you know the rules. You call, you get on. So let's go to Nelson. Nelson. Hey, good morning. What's going on, Rudy? Yeah. What's up, man? Calling, what's going on? I'm calling my shot. Um, UT, they're going, they're going to beat Washington, and, and then they're going, they're going to take it this year. Um, the run defense is elite. Uh, we got some playmakers all over the field. Um, now everybody's healthy because of the layoff. And we, we've already beaten Bama, even though I know Bama's different. They, 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 they different. Have For sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, but but I, I just think we we just got too many weapons and Queen gonna gonna take us take us there. I call they, they we almost beat them two years ago. We beat them this year. Uh, we just I, th- I think Sark is gonna 
you got it together this year, man. We we got the we got the dogs, as you like to say. We got uh-huh. the dogs this year. All right, all right, all right. Hey, all I appreciate right. you calling your shot, Nelson. Six five six three seven seven six. Have some stones. What you pointing at me for, Mister Tennessee Titan fan? Well, I'm a Houston Oilers fan. What? <laughs> and the uh, the poll proves it. By the way, <laughs> as a matter of fact, Brian Wilson on our YouTube says, "Good looking sweatshirt pledge." That poll is just disrespectful. Uh, he did say that. He did say that. I saw that. That was funny. But he's, but a, he's a Texas Tech fan. He the don't main count. reason I believe that Texas goes is that defensive line. Okay. I think they're going to get after Michael Penix in a way that Oregon could not. And secondly, I think on the other side of the bracket, you look at the Alabama Crimson Tide. I've said all year long, I think they're playing probably the best of any team right now. And there's they didn't another, look good against Auburn, but that's a rivalry that's a game, rivalry so I don't game. count that. Gotcha. Exactly. And on the other side of that, Michigan, I I've thought they were kind of. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say, say it. Say it with your say, chest. Stand I'm not on business, say fraud. Because I do think Stand they're a on top business. four team. Okay, but I've never thought they were the best team in college football. Well, I just and know this: if all they can do is run the ball, and that ain't gonna cut it exactly. against Alabama. That's and not gonna cut it. When I hear stuff like this. From Jim Harbaugh at Media Day. Such a one-track mind. That's our. Uh, that's the way we see about things. It's um, about the NFL. Rumors. Literally, whatever day we're in, looking to get the most out of it, dominate the day. Then we'll go to sleep tonight and wake up tomorrow and see if we can't dominate that day. Um, it's a single-minded group. And, uh, very focused on just taking care of business today and see if we can't do the same tomorrow. Jim, you've got a history in San Diego and you finished your career with the Chargers. You have an opening right now. Just what was it like playing for them and for the Spanish family? Yeah, it's just a very one-track mind about this game. Uh, right now, I just have, have fun with the family and the, and, the, and the team and the players. It's like we're at the happiest place on earth. <laughs> Uh, and we're gonna have, we're gonna enjoy ourselves, and then and then uh, get back to business. You know, see if we can't dominate the day. Got some some good meetings tonight, and, and we wake up tomorrow and and uh, and practice. See if we can't all dominate right, that all day. All right, all right, we get it, we get it. You know what that tells me? He ain't going nowhere. That he, tells me he's he, going he to the NFL. He ain't going anywhere. He is he's going been flirting. to the NFL. He just he flirts. Only thing this is what's going to happen. Then why didn't he sign the contract because that has an gonna, NFL clause? He's going to get them to take that out. He's going to get them to take that wording out. Uh-huh. But he ain't going anywhere. But back to Texas. Your DB suck. Your DB suck. So you 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 pledge you better be right. You better be right. They better speed up Penix's clock because if they don't speed up his clock, he's going to carve them up. Their deep, their run defense, elite, mm-hmm. possibly the best in the country. And now Washington does run the ball really well too. We give a lot of credit to Penix. We give a lot of credit to him because of what he's done, what, what he did with his arm, and he deserves but, it. But they do have a really, they do have a really good run game also. Now, if you're able to take away what they do in the run, can Penix still cook the way he cooked all year long? That that remains to be seen, but I know what I see with my two eyes when it comes to that 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 Texas Longhorn secondary. It's not that good. I hate you know I shouldn't say suck because they're kids, but they're not a very good secondary. 
No. And I, I don't. They take their foot off the gas. I, That's I, the problem. I also feel like they're a little bit more battle-tested playing Oregon twice. I mean, the, when's, the, when's the last tough team Texas played? Oklahoma in October? Was that the last good game they played? Was that the last team they played that was worth the damn? Probably. Okay. I'm just making sure. I don't know who. I don't know, you know. Your schedule's terrible. You didn't play a top-four schedule. Thank God you beat Bama because if not for that win, I don't think they're in because no. the Big 12 schedule's so bad. Absolutely not. I do think Bama beats Michigan, but the thing is, there's so much hype around Bama. If it feels kind of like Michigan TCU last year, where everybody's like, oh man, TCU, they shouldn't even be here. They didn't even win the Big Twelve. And then next thing you know, TCU wins the game. So but that's I feel what's like this playing too, into Michigan too. I know. I feel like there's so much hype going into Bama beating them. Like if Michigan can compete with a similar team last year that against a team that supposedly shouldn't have been there in the first place. Because as trash as you want to say the Big 12 is. I didn't say it was trash. I just said it's not as good. The Big 10 is equally as trash. There are two teams in that conference. And we saw that Ohio State wasn't even really that good. Let me think about that. McCord already hit the portal. Let me think about that. Name me another team because you the, trust. The male in me wants to argue with you, but the the radio host in me had, wants to ponder that. Ponder away. You can ponder as much as you like. The closest you can get to another good team is Penn State, who they Michigan literally did not throw a pass against them. So how good are they? Big Ten ain't that good. It's not. It's, that's fair. I wanted to argue with you, but that's fair. But to be fair, most of the conferences aren't good. The SEC was down this year. I don't think they're as good as they've been. Which was what allowed the Pac-12 in is because everybody thought that conference was going to be trash. And it ends up two of the best teams actually played over there. Where? In the Pac-12. Yeah, yeah. Again, the thing about the Pac-12 is, though, I think because USC's decline throughout the season, I think the Pac-12 took a hit with that. Like, I do feel like Arizona was a better team than people give mm-hmm. them credit for. They took a few games to wire. But, again, playing tonight. By it's the way. super top-heavy everywhere. We could say that, right? That's fair. Yeah. It's super top-heavy because, really, outside of Oregon and Washington— is there anybody in the Pac-12 that really scares you? So everybody was top-heavy this year. Like I said. With, I mean, it's every year, but this year especially. I think every conference had two teams. But like I said with Georgia, I mean, who had they played? Nobody. I mean, Missouri was their best win, and I mean, it's Missouri. I know they're ranked 12th, but they're Missouri. They're playing in the East. They get layups week after week. Don't get disrespectful. I'm sorry. Do you believe in Vanderbilt? Was Florida good this year? Florida sucked. Kentucky? You want to hang your hat I, on I that? Like, I liked LSU. They got the Heisman. I liked LSU. That's I liked West. Alabama. I said the East is trash. Oh, yeah, the East. But, I mean, that's always the case, Pledge. And they still going. They still went and won back-to-back. And speaking of Georgia, coming out of the East, they still had to play. Go play. They still had to go play TCU and beat them by 90. That was last year. I know, I'm just saying, like, you just talk about the East like Georgia ain't over there. No, but Georgia, after losing everything they lost last year, 
30 players to the Eagles and another 20 to the <laughs> NFL draft. <laughs> so true. So true. I, their quarterback, Stetson Bennett, to think that they were as good as they had been, they were living on their reputation. But it, it, but it also kind of, like, if I'm Georgia, and by the way, Florida State, you better win. Y'all are suing people. Y'all are threatening the ACC. Y'all better win. And you damn sure better not get blown out. If Florida State gets blown out, I need Joe Reinagle to come on there and apologize. Because he cried for a week. He cried for a week about Florida State. So if they get ran out. Well, the problem is nobody's playing in that game on either side. I don't give a damn. If you do that much crying and you you calling Congress and you threatening the ACC to walk, you better win the game. Go prove to us you belonged. I know, and, and that's the other thing we haven't talked about, Pledge, is how the portal affects bowl games. I mean, we saw Caleb Williams sitting on the sideline, but we saw a star emerge in their backup who threw six touchdowns last night. So I'm oh, going. Oh, played last night? Yeah, they did. <laughs> I'm going to go Bama-Washington. Well, you might want to put some money on that because Why? Washington is the longest shot to win the national championship. I don't have them winning the championship. I just got them beating Texas. Let's look back on last on this year, Pledge. This year flew by. I think we should look back. Let's go back to January, end up in December, and see where the year in sports took us in this great year of 2023. Rudy J, James Pledger, the designated hitter, r in the morning on 94.1, San Antonio Sports Star. It's r in the morning, 94.1, San Antonio Sports Star. Rudy J, James Pledger, Rob is out until next Thursday. Next time we will be on air here for r in the morning will be Tuesday. It will be a run back of James and I with the designated hitter in here, making sure you get all your YouTube content from us on the, whatever different topics we're uh, you know currently discussing. Comment, like, and subscribe. Don't forget, a lot of football right here on San Antonio Sports Star starting today at 2, which is why the Blitz is not on. They won't be back until next Tuesday as well. At 2 p.m., you got Rutgers versus Miami. And then you got NC State versus Kansas State as well today. And then later on tonight, of course, you got the Alamo Bowl, the Valero Alamo Bowl, number 14, Arizona versus number 12, Oklahoma. Why don't you want to give the bowl names? Because I hate them. Why don't you want to talk about the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl? Because the only one that matters to me is making sure Valero gets their plug. The Pop-Tarts Bowl doesn't deserve my attention. That trophy looks cool, though. No, it doesn't. It does. Y'all can't eat as many Pop-Tarts as y'all do. Oh, I don't eat them anymore. Rob eats, Rob eats them sometimes. Rob's going to become more of an oatmeal guy. He's lost some more weight recently. But no, we're not a Pop-Tart show any longer. At least I'm not on my end. <laughs> um, it was a crazy... Not It wasn't a crazy year. I, I won't say it was a crazy year, but again, I think every year in December, we're like, wow, damn, we're already... A, it's already the year's already over. Twenty twenty was a crazy year. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, you know you can't call after what we went through in twenty twenty. Is it's tough to call anything crazy? Well, we're breaking down the last dance. Yeah, on there. and and Tiger King. Oh man, that was so fun. Yeah, and Tiger King. But this year it started off on a somber note. 
Start off on a sad note, weird note, a game, an NFL game actually just got canceled in the middle of the game on January 2nd. That's when DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest while on the field versus the Cincinnati Bengals, which made for a weird scenario in the playoffs and how everything broke down. And then 11th, he was discharged from the hospital. That was the reason the Chiefs got the one seed. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, So, I'm not again, after 2020, I can't call it crazy. But definitely a weird start because, again, we hadn't seen anything like that on a football field where they just had to pretty much call the game. You know, remember, both teams, guys from both teams are in the middle of the field crying. You know, guys are starting to go shower, and it's just a weird, weird scene. But you're right, Pledge. That's how the Chiefs ended up with the one seed because of that game. Uh, February 1st, fast forward to February, Tom Brady announced his retirement from football for the second time. But this time it counts. He's stayed retired thus far. I mean, thus far. Thus far. You never know. Let's let's let that one breathe a little bit. Yeah, let's let that, <laughs> let that one breathe a little bit. You never know what time. Um, February 7th, Pledge, LeBron James did what? Played basketball? <laughs> he passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record of 38,387 <laughs> points, becoming the NBA's all-time scoring leader. Can't leave that out of the year in review. Sure, but I mean. What? Look, I look. You know how I feel about LeBron and his stance. No, it's impressive because okay, it means be a, clear. you've maintained health to be able to reach that. But like, you know, part but of the reason him enough, and Kareem are there is because <laughs> they both played until they're seventy. <laughs> but that's something LeBron takes good care of his body. He does, and he's still playing at a very high. Keep level. Keep in mind, you know, he, Dwayne Wade in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Think about that. Mm-hmm. They came in in the same time, and D. Wade is already in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. That speaks volumes. Uh, February 9th, the Brooklyn Nets traded Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns, and Kevin Durant's already – is he already trying to get out of Phoenix? Oh, he I've been put hearing, up a triple-double last night. I've been hearing rumors of, you know, KD needs to get out. I'm here like, what the hell? Like, he can't I, leave again. you rumors KD needs to get out or wants to get out? Needs. Okay, that's different. But it's like, yo, Bradley Beal's hurt. Like, you haven't even seen, like, so you want to be in another situation like you were in Brooklyn when it was you, Harden, and Kyrie. Y'all couldn't ever all get healthy, so you end up just blowing it up. Like, get all the way healthy. See what you have before you start running. To be fair. I'm listening. When is Bradley Beal ever healthy? He's not. That's the problem. (laughs) His first game back after being hurt. Yeah, his first game back after being hurt, he got hurt. Uh, February 12th, the Chiefs beat the Eagles 38-35 in Super Bowl 52. Whatever. I don't know what the hell. I can't read Roman numerals. I'm I'm American. Um, X-O-I-I? <laughs> L-V-I-I. L-V-I-I. Yeah, that's 52. See? Okay, I can read. The Chiefs got some good calls that go their favor. Um, the holding call against Bradbury, it was a hold. Let's be clear. It was a hold. It was ticky-tack. But, but no, the thing about it, they let him hold the whole game. And then they called it finally in the fourth quarter. So I'm sure, well, first of all, Bradbury sucks. But y'all were letting him hold the whole game, and mm-hmm. then you called that one. So anyway, March 4th, the NBA began its investigation into John ja Morant's video after him emerging him displaying the gun at the Colorado nightclub. So this was just at, the, this was the strip club. This wasn't even the second one. Yeah. So, you know, he had two investigations this year. He had the one in the, in the script club. Then he had the one on Instagram Live. And let's not forget, 
There was also reports before this they of beat him up the threatening a seventeen-year-old kid. Well, he's in with court. He was in court for that. Like he was like reenacting the fight. So whatever. March seventeenth pledge, number sixteen seed Fairleigh Dixon beat up on number one Purdue in the first round of the men's NCAA basketball tournament. Historic upset. And they made it all the way into the Elite Eight, if I remember correctly. They went a, they went a good ways. They went a good ways. I can't remember how far, but they went a good ways. It was, like, it was a weird... That's another thing about this year. Florida Atlantic? The, the final four... San Diego State. It was like San Diego State, Florida Atlantic, and UConn. It was a strange Final Four. UConn like you, when you're looking back on 2023, it was one of those Final Fours. It was kind of like the World Series, <laughs> you know, where it was like, okay, this is cool, but do I care? <laughs> Did I really want to watch? I, and that sucks for Florida Atlantic and San Diego State. They didn't do anything. They did their jobs. But did I care? No. I didn't. I didn't. April 2nd, fast forward to April, Angel Reese and LSU beat Caitlin Clark and Iowa to claim the Women's College Basketball National Championship. And that was... That was historic because, again, you know, she, the coach, Kim Mulkey, leaving Baylor and headed to LSU and doing what she does best, going well, over there winning. It was also entertaining. You know. It was I mean, Caitlin Car- Clark playing is. I like watching Caitlin Clark. She's going to be an. She's a bucket. She's going to be a member of the Indiana Fever playing next to Aaliyah Boston and San Antonio's own Alyssa Smith. Shout out to East Central. She's the number one. She's going to be the number one pick. The Indiana Fever have the number one pick. Watch out for the Indiana Fever as a team to push the Las Vegas. What is there? The Aces. Aces. There you go. On April 26th, Pledge. All right. So we're past my birthday. We're into the what was NFL your birthday? season. April 9th. Oh, okay. Let me stop there. I can't skip over April 9th because on your birthday, John Rahm won the Masters. That's right. John Rahm won the Masters on April 9th. John, shout out to John Rahm, who is now a liver. He's now a liver. Um, I don't blame these guys. Now I don't. That, I can't blame them now. You but know? you can't be mad. You I'm can't not, be, can't be mad, at, mad. I can't be mad at them anymore. No, but, no, no. I mean the, the guys that are not allowed back on tour because they chose oh, that life. You can't be mad getting, about I'm them. I'm not going to get lost in the sauce with you on that. No, because I'm just saying. I don't think they care because they're allowed to play in the majors. Yeah, but that it is their right to make their decision for their tour. Especially, and the USGA can make the same ruling say, for know, a major if they want. Right. So I, it, you understood what was on the table when you took that money. You have to live with those consequences. Fair. And I, I'll live with them. I'm not saying that it's right, wrong, anything like that. All I'm saying is you can't come back secondhand and complain that you can't compete. Moving on, Pledge. I can complain if I want to. I vote. <laughs> April 26th. Not in the PGA Tour, you don't. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers traded Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. And the very day after that, Brittany Griner spoke at her press conference for the first time since her release from a Russia prison in December mm-hmm. 2022 after being detained there earlier that year. Wow, I forgot about that. I did too. April twenty sixth. What were you going there? April twenty sixth was Aaron Rodgers got traded to yeah, the Jets. Because shortly after that, what? We that that was right before the draft. Yeah, May thirteenth. No, May sixteenth. No. What was? No, it? no, the NFL draft. Oh, the NFL draft. Yeah, because you were there. I was there in Kansas City watching C.J. Stroud and right. Will Anderson go two three. 
That's right. I remember those videos. It was a little cold, but you looked like you were having a good time. I was having a good time. And I t- tell you the truth, there was enough. There was enough in me to where I didn't feel cold. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I fast forward, pledge to May sixteenth. Oh, I remember May sixteenth. We all got together. We all lit candles. We all went and said our prayers, and then we all went to the Roo Pub for the NBA draft lottery. Mm-hmm. And this is what happened. The number one pick in the 2023 NBA Draft goes to the San Antonio Spurs. That was, again, I've... That was surreal. Look, I was was in the building when the Spurs beat the Heat in 2014. I was there. I covered that that title. I covered the 13-1-2, but 14 they won in the locker room, champagne showers, Hell of a scene because, again, they hadn't won since 2007. I've seen a lot of things, and I've gotten to do a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool stuff being a member of the media. That day at Rupub, I'm not going to say it's like the championship because the championship is a championship, but the atmosphere of that day, that was like, it's same because it was like, there's no, because I'm going into the Roo Pub, you know, one, I'm just going to support Chip in the Roo, going to support Jason and Joe, and then the station, we all decided we're going to go out there. I, for obvious reasons, you've been tanking to get this guy. But I didn't think there was any way it was going to happen again. I didn't think there was any way they would hit three times. You got t- Dave, cool. That's awesome. What? We got Tim too? Cool. There was no way when I, when I was going to the Roo Pub that day, Four cigars in hand. I didn't smoke all four. That I didn't think they had a chance. I really didn't. I did. I did not. That's what the season was about. Uh, just think it was of, about that for ten teams. Pledge. I, I am under. I understand that. But you got yourself into the bottom three, which was the most important. Thing. Yeah. True. 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 And we had to walk so many fans that year because if we're going to bring memory to memory. Like we had to walk so many fans back that didn't understand that this was the process or that they'd done it before. Yeah. <laughs> true that, true that. But that was a hell of a day. May that that May sixteenth, that'll live forever. Like I said, Rupub goes viral. Um, let's see here. Moving on to June. June sixth, PGA and Saudi back live golf announced that they will merge. And that is why John Rahm has now joined because he's like, well, hell, if the PGA is going to do it, why shouldn't I go on down there and get my little three, four hundred, three, four hundred million? They haven't, though. They ha- they really haven't. See, that's the thing. They said they were, but nothing's really been finalized. And I don't think anything. I don't ever- think it's going to happen. Right. But it's given guys a little window to say, well, they're doing it. So I'm going to go do it. Uh, June 12th, there's a new sheriff in town and his name is Nikola Djokovic. The Denver Nuggets won their first championship in NBA history. Ah, Joker. The Joker. Then June 22nd, which we already knew, Pledge, Victor Wimbanyama was selected first overall by the San Antonio Spurs. With the first pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Victor Wimbanyama. And we went crazy again at the rule, like we didn't we did. know, like we didn't know what was going to happen. We we're like, oh yeah, let's get. It was just. We're well, always afraid somebody's going to mess it up. We already knew, but we all. It was just another reason for us to get together and drink. Another great day out at the Roo Pub. But remember, people were trying to convince themselves of Scoot Henderson or who? 
Nobody was convincing them. You themselves. know. You know we dealt with those people. No, we did have a few people that were like, he's too frail, he's going to get hurt. But that's just because they wanted Wimby on their team. got to go get Scoot or, you know, yeah. Brandon Miller. You see how he played. Yeah, it was a weird time. Um, going into August, this was – it wasn't a shock to me because I knew they were young. But August 6th, the United States women's national team was knocked out of the World Cup on penalty kicks <laughs> by Sweden and Megan Rapinoe's final international match. That sucked. Even though I knew they weren't like when I got to watch in England and when I got to watch in Sweden, I kind of knew like, nah, we're not ready just yet. So that was, but again, we expect to win in uh soccer when it comes on the women's side all the time. Um, let's see here. Let's move on to September. Oh, I know some things that happened. Okay, in September. well, September 9th, American teenager Coco Golf, she won the women's singles at the U.S. Open. She did. Uh, what, what, what were you saying? What oh, did I, I, miss? I was thinking specifically about Monday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers. Yes, September four plays 11th, into the year. September eleventh, Aaron Rodgers ruptured his Achilles just four snaps into his New York Jets career, and I can't believe this one made the list. But I guess it's she's kind of taken over the NFL this year. They're they're spotting hickeys on Travis Kelsey's <laughs> neck. She's posting videos of Travis Kelsey getting fresh out the shower. He ain't got nothing but a towel on. But September 24th, Taylor Swift attended an NFL game for the first time to watch Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs play the Bears. Yes. I can't believe that made – I guess it had to make the year in review, right? Of course it did. It's taking on a life of its own. It was that – and first of all, I got to tell her something. If that was, in fact, the hickey, that is so 1995. Nobody get no. Who still puts hickeys on people? Rudy, let the kids live. Now you're sounding like you're 51, bro. She's in her 30s. <laughs> let the, the kid th- live. When the last time you had a hickey? You're single man. Probably more recently than. I'm not. I'm talking about on your neck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about on your neck. Come uh, on, man. I probably have one in the calendar year. You got to stop that. It's not like, yeah, I, in the 90s it was cool. You I were mean, marking your not, territory. It's not like I asked for it. Like, hey. Like, the thing about a hickey, it don't even feel good. What? Well, it hurts. The problem is, a lot of times in the moment, you don't even know. Moving on to November. <laughs> November 1st. And the DH will know this. The Texas Rangers win their first World Series in franchise history as they defeated the Arizona Diamondbacks in five games. And Corey Seager was named World Series MVP. Yes, he was. On that just s- a year after signing that massive 10-year, $300 million contract. Yes, he did. On that same day, James Harden was traded to the Clippers. Um, what else? December, Florida State undefeated in the regular season, controversially left out of the college football playoff. December 7th, John Rahm announces he's leaving the PGA Tour to go to join the list. John Rahm had a busy year. Yeah, he did. <laughs> December 9th, Shohei Otani. 10 years, $700 million, All of it backdated. But, yeah. And like I said, it wasn't a crazy year. No. But it's some stuff that I forgot about. Arn on the morning, 94-1, San Antonio sports star. Get back. We got to do some NFL gumbo, man. We're going to do some picks. Every time I show up and pledge and I do the do the show together, we do our picks since Jason and Joe can't beat them. I guess I'll do it for them. 
always cleaning up you guys' mess. It's r in the Morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the top. Oh. With a left-hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, 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 good morning, good morning. Wake up and stop yawning because it's nine. My gosh. Who sleeps past nine? Jason Minnick. That's disgusting. <laughs> Jason's 50. He's lying. I promise you, dude. He's 50. He has to pee all night. <laughs> Not sleeping past nine. He might come out here and try to act like he's the dude that sleeps in. Jason don't sleep in. His ass been up since 730. Make No way. No way he sleeps past nine. It's impossible. It's in the handbook. Once you hit 50, you get up at seven. Did you just say impossible? Yeah. I don't think it's impossible. <laughs> well, it depends on the night before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, if you just a regular, you know, football night. Yeah. You well, don't... remember, he doesn't have a show today, so last night may have been a night. Nah. He's 50. <laughs> but 50's not old. I mean, you've been out with him. No, Jason. Well, I mean, if he is Miller Lite. You know what I mean? Like. No, he, I'm aware. No, I know you. I know you're aware. You know him way longer than me. But I was just like, I don't. I don't feel bad like not going back to back nights with Jason when he's drinking water, and I'm drinking tequila. Like, yeah, Jason's like, I'm fine. Yeah, you drank water. You drank 18 waters and you peed all night. You should be fine. <laughs> like he doesn't get to brag about being able to go hard, and then he turns down every shot. Like, I don't want to hear that. He don't go hard. 18 Miller Lights is not going hard. It's not. I'm sorry. Um, Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Sean Payton came in. Yes, shout out to the YouTubers. Dylan and Eric, did I get my bottle back? Get to Russell and Sean Payton. And what he means is, I left, I got a bottle of Woodford Reserve from a friend. From a friend of mine, the owner of Texas Cheer Liquor, had it engraved. Said, Merry Christmas, Rudy, from Texas Cheer Liquor. And I took that bottle to Jason Minnick's home, drank, I don't know, almost half of it. Hit Jason the next day, hey, man, bring that Woodford Reserve bottle to the station. I need that back. If it was a normal bottle that is tacky, I wasn't raised like that, you don't do that. You don't take a bottle somewhere and leave it, I mean, and take it home. You always leave the bottle. But because it was a gift and because it was engraved to me, I asked him to bring it back. Perfect example. When I'm leaving Jason's house last week, he handed me a bottle, a, a handle. He handed me a handle of Crown that had been unopened. I didn't even open it. That I had left at his house December 2022. So I'm not the guy that takes my bottle home. But you but marked that, it. Did I? Yeah. What it had a bow on it, That's right? That's what he said. It did have a bow on he it. He said he marked it. But he never opened it. I never opened it, and I still left it. But the Woodford Reserve, it was a gift, and I was engraved, so I had to get that back. So that's just that. Anyway, moving on. Sean Payton and Russell Wilson hate each other. 
And Sean Payton, while I do think Sean Payton is a good coach, I really do. I feel like he missed the ball. I'm bl- this is what I blame Sean for. Impatient. He never should have taken the Denver Bronco job. Mm. Never should have taken the Denver Bronco job. He should have waited for the Chargers job. Now, where I blame the Chargers, and that's why their GM is fired, Brandon Staley should have never been retained this year. They should have fired Brandon Staley and brought in Sean Payton to coach the Chargers this year. But Staley was a playoff coach. Yeah, a, a playoff coach that lost a 27-0 lead. <laughs> and then, you know, and, I'm and just putting all the facts on the saying. table. So As we learned Sean, in the last segment, you don't remember everything from a year ago. True that. <laughs> Sean Payton had no business taking this Broncos job. But what he did yesterday... Pretty much putting all the blame on Russell Wilson by telling Russell Wilson and telling the team that not only will Jarrett Stidham be the starter going forward, but now Adam Schefter is reporting that Russell Wilson's time in Denver is done and will be, what is it, pledge a June 1 casualty? Yeah. It's how you save the most money after June 1. You can spread it out over multiple years. I don't like that because you're making it seem like it's, this is all Russell Wilson's fault. Now, keep in mind, Sean Payne came in here and destroyed Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett failed Bronco head coach last year. Said, there was, oh, everything that was done here was to- totally wrong, totally wrong. Blame Nathaniel Hackett for the mess that was there, that was made. Now you turn around and you're also blaming Russell Wilson for it. Where's the self-accountability? Now, I hate to agree with Joe Reinagle. Joe Reinagle and I get along better when we're debating. <laughs> <laughs> does that make sense? <laughs> it does. Well, that's just this, this what we do. We can both take it. And we both, we, we see each other. We I like think the, it, it's because you know when you agree with yeah, Joe, you're and, wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like, we like, we like a good old spirited debate, but maybe Joe was right about Champagne. Maybe just a bad dude. Keep in mind, Bounty Gate. And what has he done without Drew Brees? Leave Kevin James alone. Yeah, screw him. Now, I don't think Russell Wilson's been anything to write home about. You know, Russell Wilson hasn't been great, but to like benching him at this point in the season at that, like when the season's pretty much lost, is tacky to me. And it's it's uh unprofessional to not have any self accountability by benching Russell Wilson. There's a weird, weird situation going on up there in Denver. But he does have Sierra to go home to. Ain't they about to have another baby? How many babies they got? I know they got Future's baby. Future don't take care of the baby. Russell takes care of Future's baby. <laughs> he does get to go home to Sierra. I'm not crazy about Sierra's music. She aight. What you think about Sierra's music? It's aight. Like, it's not my favorite, but she's got a couple of bops. What's a bop? This is a bop. You find yourself bopping your head to it? When did we start calling it a bop? last couple of years it's not my jammy jam it's not your jammy jam banger that's not my joint there are different there are different levels to it right like there there are bangers okay there, I, I know i know what a banger is there there's there's your hits there's a hit that's my joint there's my bop. joint but, but a bop a bop's just something that so sierra has a few bops 
you f's with it, but like it's you know, it's not something you actively seek out, right? No, she got a few bops. That's fair. So peace out, Russell Wilson. He'll land on his feet. When you look at numbers, twenty six touchdowns, only eight ints. But he's yeah, played well this year. He's played better. Well, better. Look across the league. <laughs> There's a lot of quarterbacks that suck. Yeah. I mean, Joe Flacco's three and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably the best. I mean, for a while as DeVito right now, I think Joe Flacco's the best story in football because he was left for dead. Mm-hmm. Left for dead. But let me kick your ass in these picks, man. Give me some theme music. Oh, you, you want to do that right quick. now? Yeah. Not in the next segment? Yeah, we better hold it over to the next segment. We'll do the picks. Because, again, I mean, did you win y'all's pick? Have you, are you still in first place I'm in up, the pick? I'm up by four, six, something like that. With two weeks to play. And aren't they supposed to be the experts? Don't they have the four-hour show? they supposed to be. <laughs> I'm also at the top of the other picks league we're in. I don't know what you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't I'm know what you're talking about. about, though. There's no proof of that. There's tons of proof. Not on essaysportstar.com. <laughs> but since Jason and Joe can't do it, every time Pledge and I do the show together, I kick his ass in the in the picks, and I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again right now. Right now? Right now, no, in the next segment. Oh. Yeah, next segment. It's already time to go to break. I go to break on time. Oh. I'm a professional. I mean, we haven't, but. <laughs> it's Rudy J. <laughs> James Fletcher. <laughs> Last show of the year. We got our NFL picks coming up. It's a big week, according to Mike McCarthy. It's a big week. It's, we got Ravens and Dolphins this week. That's a number one seed implications. Mm-hmm. We got the Browns tonight. The Browns need to win this game to stay in the. To stay with the, you know, to keep their train rolling. They can so, still be a number one seed. You see what I'm saying? So let's get these picks. Rudy J, 94-1, San Antonio Sports Star. The deeper the roots, I give a holler to my sisters on welfare. Rudy J cares if don't nobody else care. Get it. <laughs> one time for Tupac. R in the morning, 94-1, San Antonio Sports Star. Chime in on YouTube, text. Again, Longhorn fans, call your shot today. You don't get to call me on Tuesday like, hey, I told you, Rudy, you didn't tell me anything. I got you listed. I got receipts. Call your shot now if you think they're going to win it all. Speaking of Texas. I think talk, they're going to win it all. Let's talk about Texas real quick before we get to these NFL picks. Um, The women just won the volleyball tournament. Back to back. Back to back. Like like uh, the lethal weapon cover. Um. The women's basketball team was brought to my attention. I saw a clip on Instagram. They're undefeated. Mm-hmm. The men's football team has a chance to win a natty. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too long ago I was in here calling Baylor the best college team in Texas because, you know, their woman had won the mm-hmm. title. Men. The men, you know what I mean? They were, they were having some They were success. playing for the Big 12 title. Right. Home one. Right, right, right. So. It could be an interesting year for Texas, man. You know, if these women, if this women's basketball team is for real. We could, you know, with you got two eyes, you can see the men's football team is for real. I don't know, Pledge. And the men's basketball team. Are they legit, too? They're they're playing well. Okay. The, I mean, that's, that's I don't always think, up I don't for think they're a national championship level right okay. now, but, like, they're... Baseball team's always good. They're top 25. Baseball team's always good, and they're all headed to the SEC. SEC. But, yeah, shout out to Texas, man. Y'all having a solid year in the sports world. All right, man, let's get to these NFL picks. Now, I do like the way y'all do the picks on the Blitz. Y'all don't just do NFL. Y'all kind of spread it around. 
And if I'm not mistaken, they both took A&M last night, right? Uh, at least one of them did. You took OK I State. Took because, I mean, come on. I mean, hell, A&M got guys in the portal, guys that, that were hurt. Same for Oklahoma State, guys in the portal, quarterbacks transferring, and Saunders. But they got their head coach. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Great point. Tonight, the Jets head to Cleveland to take on Joe Flacco. And the Cleveland Browns, I got Cleveland. Of course. All right, stop. They're yeah. playing as good as anybody right now. Yeah. And well, Amari Cooper last week, she's 265, that is a Cleveland Brown record. That is an Amari Cooper record, too. Oh, it got to be. <laughs> yeah, Amari Cooper ain't never had damn near 300 yards receiving, but Flacco's slinging that thing. He looks fantastic. Cleveland is a legit contender. Be very, very clear. They have beat Baltimore this year. They did. All and right. San Francisco. Oh, that's right. Damn, that's right. Now it was without McCaffrey, Trent Williams, and Debo Samuel. Yeah. But. I'm not going to lie to you. I would not be mad at the Browns winning a Super Bowl. I've, I would not be mad at that. I've said this this week on my show, Extra Rings with Pledge, week eight, six to seven. Give it a listen if y'all knew. Um, <laughs> there are two... <laughs> There are two. Shameless ass plug. Hell yeah, it was. Shame. No, go ahead. There were two teams. As a matter of fact, I don't think anybody's a favorite. Like, overwhelming like we've had in years past. We don't have that this year, which is going to make the playoffs a lot of fun to watch. But at the same time, if I'm looking at a team coming from the bottom. Yeah. Like, not a division winner. A wild card team. Cleveland. And the Los Angeles Rams are two teams that I would not be shocked if they I'm made a run. I'm not going there the with you on the Rams. I'm not going there with you on the Rams. You I don't, don't have to. I'm, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey. No, I'm messing with you. Um, we'll save Cowboys and Lions for last. The Bills headed to the Patriots. The Bills are on fire. The Patriots suck. We got let's move on, right? Yeah. Ravens going to South Beach. A noon kick. Mm-hmm. In South Beach, Pledge. They play good at home. But remember, the narratives on the Dolphins are the same as they are on the Cowboys. Can't beat the good teams. I'm going with the Ravens, man. I got to take the Ravens. I don't like what I saw from the Dolphins. Again, I was high on the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I don't like what they look like against the Cowboys. Well, remember, they, they're I, banged I, up, I wasn't too. Impre- Offensive line trouble. They lost Jalen Phillips on the defensive line to that. They lost Waddle in the game. They lost Chosen. Robbie Chosen got hurt in the game. He got concussed. And who knows what percentage Tyreek's actually playing at? Well, hell, I know he's playing at a. I know his sperm count low. (laughs) He got seventeen baby mamas in the line. I think it's low. I think it's high. Yeah, you know what? It's high. (laughs) I'm taking the Ravens. Yeah, me too. Commanders head to 49ers. Move on. Move on. All right. Keep it moving. Eagles headed to the Cardinals. I like the Eagles. Move on. Don't, don't, don't I'm not hesitate. Moving on. Don't do this. I'm not moving on. What are you talking about? Jonathan Gannon against his former team. Oh, I see you work. Kyler Murray's been playing good. Trey McBride. But they didn't they just been... lose to my Bears? Yeah, but your Bears are playing good right yeah. now. Have you noticed lately how good they have, they have Justin been Fields? Is, Justin Fields is making me want to keep him. It's hard to find one of those guys. Yeah, it is. And then you give them some weapons, and all of a sudden, it looks a little different than it used to. So who you got, Eagles or Cardinals? 
I'm taking the Cardinals to upset. Interesting. How many weeks in a row in the NFL do we see chalk win out? Never. 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 There. The Houston Texans are headed to Tennessee to take on the Houston Oilers. I hope they wear them again. Are they wearing them again? I hope so. I don't think so. After losing with them on, I don't think they want that. If, if CJ they lose Sh- with them in Houston, they got to leave them there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't bl- you're right. If C.J. Stroud plays, I like the Texans. He, I think he's back in practice, which is the first step. I think he's going to get through the protocol. He's going to play. Nico's going to be back. And Will Ooh, Anderson nice. Jr. is coming back as well. All right. They're we getting both like the Texans. Back. Yeah. Jag- and they got a lot to play for. Yeah, they do. Jaguars headed to the Panthers. I like the Jaguars. I mean, come on. I mean, the Panthers did get a win over Atlanta. But the I- Jaguars got something to play for, too. They should be they desperate. Do. But I don't know who they are. I don't know who they are either. And I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is playing or not. Is Trevor Lawrence him? No. He's not him? Not from what I've seen. We can't put him in the him category? But has he shown you him? He has a playoff win. Has he shown you him? No. He's not him. He's not on the him side of I don't the even. I don't even see hemi moments from him. Like I see hemi moments. Like games? Or just a moment? Moment. Moments. Not, ga- not full games. No. I'm not going to put him on the him side of the room yet. Okay, you're right. The Giants I'll take are- Jacksonville, too. Yeah, <laughs> me too. The Giants are headed to your Los Angeles Rams. I think we can move on. I think we can Rams move on. Rams are desperate, and the Rams are playing some good football. They're playing really good. I just good don't football. have them in the Cleveland categories. That's what I said. When no, you were no, like, no, no, no. But I'm saying if I can see a team Somebody from the coming bottom, from the depths. Yeah. Right. Those are the two teams I can see making the, the longest runs coming from that side. All right. This is a good one, Pledge, because mm-hmm. this is uh, this was for the South. The South is up for grabs between these two teams. The Buccaneers, who have won four in a row, they were four and seven. Now they look up and they're eight and seven. The Saints, up and down, another one of those teams I don't know. I mean, you want to talk about it's Hemi in, and moments? It's in New, and it's in New Orleans. You want to talk about Hemi moments? I'm listening. Baker's got some Hem in him. I'll throw this paper through this glass. <laughs> I'll throw this paper through this glass. I said moments. I didn't okay. say he was yeah. him. No, I the said thing he is, has Hemi moments. This is what I will say about Baker. He's got he that does, dog. Baker doesn't always succeed. But Baker's always game. He's a gamer in the sense of like, hey, Baker's going to come compete. Ask Ohio State. You know what I mean? There's moments, you know, with him even in Cleveland. So, you know, you're right. He has him moments. You know what else he does? He was the last uh, quarterback to lead the Browns to the playoffs in 20 years. And now, in the post-Tom Brady era, when they were supposed to be competing for Caleb Williams, they're competing for a division title in the playoffs. It has a lot to do with Bowles in that defense. It has a lot to do with Baker. I'm not saying Bowles isn't a part of it. But Bowles has a, the defense playing well. He does. Give him his, there, give him his there flowers. Is the, Bowles is doing a great job. Of keeping it together, because they could have quit when they were 4-7. and seven. Baker is doing what it takes to garner that defense's respect True. that allows them to play the way they do. Because if it's Blaine Gabbert back there, they ain't playing like that this late in the season. Fair. Let's run through these last few so we can get the break. 
Colts headed to the Raiders. Man, I like what the Raiders are doing under Antonio Pierce. They just beat the Chiefs. Hire Antonio Pierce. Yeah, hire Antonio Pierce. But I also like the Colts. It's a tough game for me to pick. I'll take the Raiders. I'll take the Raiders. At home. Uh, the Bears headed to Atlanta. I'm taking the Bears, man. The Bears have shocked me Your lately. Bears are playing really well. Justin like the, yeah. Fields is playing good. And he and DJ Moore have a connection brewing. I like the Bears in this game. Seahawks. You add a Marvin Harrison Jr. to that? Oh, yeah. Stop Ooh. it. Like, it's real sexy. Seahawks headed to Pittsburgh, who... Pittsburgh shot me and won a game this past week, but I would like I'll take the Seahawks. Look, give me Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph looked good. He, he did. Made, he made George Pickens come up out the you know, George Pickens had a rough week and then Look, he, he got he told everybody to shut the hell up. The Steelers aren't as bad as we thought they were. They're no. not, because they they were at the top of the NFC North for a, for a bit there. They had some struggles when they lost Kenny Pickett. Mitch Trubisky, who you know very well, yes. Two can playoffs. be attributed yeah. to that. Struggle, sure. they are finding their footing on offense with a quarterback who's been there for a long time. Broncos, a bunch of distractions. None of them are good. Headed to the Chargers. Chargers are without a quarterback. Broncos will probably rally around Jared Stidham. You like the Chargers? No, you don't. You like the Broncos. Exactly. <laughs> I don't like either team. Yeah, I don't either. Chiefs, Bengals. In Chiefs, Chiefs got to get it back. Chiefs, they got, yeah, they need a win. They need to get it back because they haven't even locked up the West. Yeah. And the Vikings are headed to Green Bay. Green Bay's got to Like, if their playoff hopes, like, we talk about hungry teams, Green Bay has to be hungry in this game. I like Green Bay as well. And then Dallas and Detroit in Dallas. Jimmy Johnson, Ring of Honor night. I'm going with the Lions. Snapping the Cowboys' win streak. Ooh, I knew he was going to do it. I no, like the but Cowboys. But mainly, mainly because. They're, they're still fighting for a one seed. Well, they're fighting for a one seed. I don't think they're they're, they're going to pack it in like everybody thinks. Like the And slurpers. they play a style. That can beat the Cowboys by the way they run the ball and they're physical. Dan Campbell wants to run the football. And they want to run the football. And I'll, if they can control the clock, I think they can win. I like the Cowboys, and so does our next guest. He of Blogging the Boys, RJ Joel, joins us to talk about those lines, to talk about Micah Parsons and other things. It's Rudy J. It's James Pledger. It's the designated hitter on r in the Morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's r in the Morning, 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Another huge game for the Cowboys this week, I guess. I kind of like where they're sitting. I'm a Cowboy fan. I don't, I don't mind going to Tampa or New Orleans. I ain't scared. What has Tampa or New Orleans done to scare me? Let's see what RJ Ochoa thinks. Blogging the boys. It's weird not see. There he is. RJ, good morning, sir. How are you doing this fine Thursday morning? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm doing well, Rudy. Pledge. Uh, not as fashionable as you are today, Rudy, based on your, uh, your morning Instagram post. <laughs> Uh, I'm, bummed, I'm bummed you took the jacket off for me, uh, but uh, doing great. Hope you all and yours had a very, very Christmas. And same hope you're to you. Up and ready for a happy new year. Same to you. Same to you, sir. Um, first, let's start off. I'm a uh, I'm a man of my word. I text RJ yesterday and I was like, "Hey, man, we're not on Friday. I need you to come on tomorrow." And he said, "I will if you come on air and admit." That Dak Prescott is better than Justin Herbert. For those that don't know, we had a very heated debate, spirited debate about Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert. 
when we were out in Oxnard on the beautiful balcony overlooking the Pacific Ocean. And Jay, myself and Joe were like, hell yeah, you take Justin Herbert over Dak. And, you know, Jason and RJ were like, hell no, you take Dak. But I think, you know, after this year, Kellen Moore with Dak Prescott, number one offense. Two times in a row, last two years when Dak's the starter. Justin Herbert can't do a damn thing with Kellen Moore. So, man of my word, right now, Dak Prescott absolutely is better than Justin Herbert. Man of my word. There you go, RJ. Yeah, it feels good um, really to hear those words that, that I that I knew were true several months ago. Um, and, did you really believe uh, it you know, then, or did you just want to argue with me? Like, did you really believe that at that time? But the point that I would like to add is you, again, you, you faced that conversation with, you're a GM. Who would you rather have? And I said, well, Dak Prescott's making $40 million this year. Like, so, right. I mean, I think he's the better quarterback, but he's also the better value right now. And you got all up in a tizzy because you were like, why are you talking about contracts and all this stuff? And that's that's the game. I have not heard anyone mention this season how much money Justin Herbert's making. Dak Prescott's making $40 million a year. He's like the 12th highest paid quarterback of the NFL, and that bothers some folks. But Justin Herbert's like number three in terms of annual average value, and everybody sleeps pretty well at night about that. Yeah, absolutely. I guess the t- it's crazy. I mean, there's so much to talk about when you talk about the Cowboys, especially I think number one on the list is – Tyron Smith and his health. Clearly, that's the biggest story when you talk about on the field, RJ. But Micah, where are you at with Micah? Is he hurting himself? First of all, I feel like he's right. He is 100% right. There's no way Micah Parsons should go 36 quarters without getting a holding call in his favor. But at this point, is it hurting himself and the team with him continuing to discuss referees? I like to live my life by uh, a number of mottos, and one of them is MTCBT. Multiple things can be true. Um, and in this case, one of the true things is what you said. You're, you're right that Micah's right. He's getting held. It's been a ridiculously long time he's drawn a holding penalty. Um, I don't know that I would go as far as saying he's hurting himself. Okay. He's definitely not doing himself any favors. Um, and you know, that's just the, the gamesmanship portion of it. I, I'm not a fan of complaining about officiating, you know, two years ago, the Cowboys got beat by the Cardinals at home and it was really embarrassing. Mm, And right after that, Mike McCarthy, CD lamb, Demarcus Lawrence, they all said like, yeah, we were out there playing two teams, the Cardinals and the rest. And it was like, guys, this is some, some big loser energy. Like you, you lost just, you know, it, it can be okay that you lost. Um, and so this is teetering closer to that. Um, and you know, the same way that, you know, the lions are preparing for the Cowboys and the Cowboys are preparing for the lions, the officials for the games prepare for these teams and they understand like, Hey, this guy's, you know, playing this way. He's, he's getting these calls. He's not getting these calls. I need to be on the lookout for this. And while I understand some people's argument that, you know, opposing offensive linemen feel like they can be a little bit more aggressive with Micah because they're not getting called for holding. Um, Good point. You're, you're just, you're magnifying the attention on this. And I don't think that like, you're not going to pick up six holding calls on Saturday night against Detroit because you're tweeting about this and talking about it on your podcast. <laughs> I totally agree. Now, why in your, I, I'm trying to dive into the mind of Mike McCarthy. Why would he feel like this game, is the most important game of the season when you've played the 49ers, when you've played Philly twice. I, I'm trying to figure it out. I, I can't. We're not getting to talk to him this week because we're off tomorrow. 
Why is that? Is that just him just trying to have the next game up mentality? Why is this game more important than those other three? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's definitely just some, you know, coach speak involved. Yeah, I in that, think so but, too. Um, but if you had, you know, and this is this is reality. If you had told me two weeks ago, hey RJ, the Cowboys can only win one game between Buffalo, Miami, and Detroit, who would you want it to be? The reality is, I would have picked point. Detroit. The 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 best kinds of losses you can have are road losses to the opposing conference, just as far as tiebreakers are concerned. Um, now, in this instance, the Bills and Dolphins are both teams the Eagles beat. Um, so it, that could have been a tiebreaker that separated Dallas and Philadelphia, but thankfully that will not be the case. The reality is you want to have the best division or the best conference record possible as it relates to your divisional matchup, as it relates to your seeding in the NFC playoff picture. And that's what's at stake here. I mean, you know, this is a playoff team just the same way that Buffalo likely will be and Miami is. Um, so if you take care of business against them, yes, people will continue to say what they will about you not having the same level of success on the road. But you put yourself in position to not just win the division, but to take the two seed. I mean, the, there's the most, there's the biggest pendulum swing potentially with this game, not with Miami or with Buffalo. Absolutely. Now, um, Miami, especially on the last drive, they're able to run the ball. Everybody's like, that's the big narrative on the Cowboys. Defense. Run the ball, run the ball. And speaking of Micah, he he likened David Montgomery and Gibbs to Zeke and Pollard. How do they stop those two guys and and a team that averages over 140 yards a game, fourth in the league in rushing? How are they supposed to fix that in six days? Guess you don't. I mean, yeah, you got to be different people, right? You know, like that's that's what this kind of comes down to, and. The reality, like people want to, people get so mad when they lose and they want to say they're soft. And I, I don't think they're soft by any stretch, I don't but either. they're, they're really small. I mean, that's just the reality of their linebacker group. I mean, their heaviest linebacker is like 214 pounds. I mean, it's just, you know, that's, that's the price you pay when you, when all your linebackers are converted safeties. Um, and so you just don't have the beef to, to kind of, you know, to handle that. And I think James Cook really displayed that two weeks ago. So, how do you fix it? You score first, and you score a lot, and you take them out of the game in that sense because if Detroit's able to score first, if they get out to a double-digit lead potentially, it's a downhill game for them, and that's the worst possible situation you can be in as the Cowboys because you leave yourself susceptible to the run game when you're on defense, and you know you put them in a position where they can blitz you a little bit more and try to get after you when you're on offense. And so that's the worst-case absolute nightmare scenario for Dallas on Saturday night. I guess depending on how all this stuff shakes out this weekend, so many different scenarios, RJ. Um, again, if if I'm a diehard Cowboy fan. Which you are. I am. <laughs> I don't have a problem with where they are. Like, again, look, Tampa's won four in a row. I'm not gonna I'm not about to sit here and, and disrespect Tampa and you would have to go on the road where the Cowboys have had trouble. But I still don't mind. Again, I, I, I guess I am going to be disrespectful. I'm not scared to go to Tampa and play Baker Mayfield. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think they're in a bad place. I think you know because it's the Cowboys, it's gloom and doom, and the world's ending. But where they are to me is okay. And 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 where they are, don't wouldn't that mean you could correct me if I'm wrong? You wouldn't have to see the boogeyman till the NFC Championship game. I mean, it depends. Right. Okay. If, if the playoffs if the playoffs started today, right. Dallas would visit Dallas would visit Tampa, uh, the Rams would visit the Lions, and the Seahawks would visit the Eagles. I okay. think the favorites in those games would be Philly, Detroit, and Dallas. And if it if it if it went chalk, then that would send Dallas to San Francisco oh, in the okay. divisional round. 
Um, and so that's okay. why. Okay, know, got you. Now that's the, a little bit more scary. The two seed is the, the most desirable spot because it guarantees you avoid San Francisco in the divisional round, presuming mm. they hang on to the one seed. And the two seed also guarantees you two home games at least if you win the first one. You know, you you get, for a team that you know we talk about like man, they're so good, they're unstoppable at home. You want to play as many games as possible there. And so if you get at least two, and if somebody somehow upsets the 49ers in the divisional round, then you would host the NFC Championship game. I mean, so that's what that's So it matters. Uh, I, yeah, like I don't think anyone doubts Dallas' ability at Tampa in the wild card round. But this is, this is about a much bigger goal than that. Um, but I do think the, the number of scenarios and the forecasting are interesting. I read an article this week that will come out probably later today. If you look at – ESPN's playoff predictions right now, which is based on their football power index. The Cowboys have the second best chance of reaching the Super Bowl of all NFC teams. What? And that is wow. you know, really heavily based on the idea they would be the five seed, which again would, would suggest that they play at least one and, and likely multiple games on the road. So for all of us, myself included, who are like, man, they suck on the road. Like the moment they're going to have to play a road playoff game, like it's probably good night. I mean, ESPN's playoff projections, which is an independent, you know, objective computer model, uh, likes their chances more than anybody except San Francisco to reach the NFC Championship game. And so I don't know how both of those things could be true, how you can feel like they have these, you know, significantly, you know, legitimate odds to reach the title game because they would involve winning playoff games on the road, which is their Achilles heel right now. Some of that is likely just because of the field, right? If you're if you're lucky and you don't have to go to San Francisco, it could break your way. And I don't know that enough people remember. I know I'm going long. Here. No, no, I, this year, is all good stuff. Go ahead. Well, last year, Dallas beat Tampa in the wild card round, and it was because the Giants upset the Vikings in the wild card round that Dallas had to go to San Francisco. Had, had things gone chalk, had Minnesota been able to hang on, they were the right. divisioner and they were the home team, then they would have gone to San Francisco and Dallas would have gone – uh, to uh, to Philadelphia because Philly was the one seed. Now, the Eagles last year were a much scarier team, and I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to them, but I liked Dallas's chances much more against Philadelphia than San Francisco because they know Philly. They've played them well. Again, it's not a disrespect thing. It's just the Niners are that unstoppable. And so, again, all it takes is one flap of the butterfly's wings and, and one upset to happen or whatever to send you from one place to another and completely change your destiny. That's all good stuff. RJ Ochoa blogging the boys. Check him out at RJ Ochoa on Twitter, on threads, Instagram, everywhere. TikTok is a great follow. Props, RJ. See you soon, my man. See you soon. Des caught it. <laughs> he did not catch it, actually, by the rules. Hey, y'all. It has been an awesome year. We've grown as a station in every way possible as far as listenership, as far as digitally, and it couldn't happen without y'all. Anything, Pledge? Love all y'all. Love all y'all. you, Rob, Jason, everybody. Everybody. See you next year. Love y'all. Go for your goals. New year, new you. Stand on business.